Welcome to Good Kraken episode 72. My name is Devin Stanford, aka Brevin the Dude, aka the five-star man who doesn't have a 10-finger plan anymore. Just because I don't. I'm joined here today with the screaming Polynesian, Ernell Pearson, aka Ocean Shrine, and my motherfucking dude, Garrick Eakin, Vermilion Beard, aka the Crimson Chin. How y'all brothers? I saw it. Do a saw, dude. It's Mariah Carey season, guys. It's official. <laughs> it's officially Mariah Carey season. I'm so fucking great, dude. It's also tamale season, y'all. It oh, is shit. tamale season. You are. Yeah. Dude, I mean, it is all year it. round. Let's be real. But like, you especially know. this time of year. You know. But what I'm especially saying? now. Especially guys, this time of year. My roommate is making carnitas right now, and they did a 24 hour. Uh huh. Marinate, mm-hmm. and it's I'm just, jealous. and they have mm-hmm. it chilling in ice water right now too. Dog, they're you... doing it so right, and they're gonna bake it in a pressure cooker for an mm. hour after. Dog, you, be, you better stop. You better stop. You're making me feel some kind of way. I'm over here, like stop. Enough. Enough. You don't... <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Dog. I mean, like you better send us pictures. You know, I mean, you better put the I pictures in. Oh, dude, I mean, yeah, yeah. If absolutely. there's one thing I do good, it's portrait mode. Of food, mm-hmm. but they need to go on assets. <laughs> though, get that Instapix. Carnitas are definitely <laughs> assets. assets. They're definitely yeah. assets. Oh, good cracking dog. Let me let me tell you Quality. what. It is quite an asset. It is a pork butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how we always end up on food here. I don't know how we always end because up on food. Because food is good amazing, Dude, and uh, so the McRib good. sucks. I hate. I hate. Damn. What you gotta it. do every time we're we're like we're vibing I, and then. Devin's what? just like, we're still vibing. Hey, what? Are, are you going to discredit me because I have a different opinion than you? Is that what's yes, going on? <laughs> don't don't you opinion, gaslight him. Wrong, well, I hate you. <laughs> don't you, you fucking know? gaslight him, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, today we're talking about a superhero return party. The gift we don't deserve and Good Kraken's Game of the Year with much, much more because this is the Good Kraken Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 12 p.m. If you're riding this wave, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Show, where you can submit questions and topics to the show get exclusive post-show content and have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the seven seas. (laughs) However, if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record the show live right here at twitch.tv forward slash good cracking show. If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime, and we would love for you to give that to us and help us keep pushing content for all you out there listening or watching at home. But you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken Explanation Point and leaving a review. Review. no. Devin, what's happening, baby? I got some captain's orders for you because I'm the captain tonight. That's right. That's right. You are. You are, baby. That's What's right. up, Cap? What's I'm up, the Cap? Fuck. Look at me. I am the captain. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Look I am me. the captain now. I am the captain now. <laughs> and then Don't Tom forget. Hanks is like, Wilson! Wilson, I'm sorry! <laughs> for two hours. 
while he's yeah. trying to rescue the yeah. ship. Wilson! Wilson! That sounds about white. Anyways, don't forget, <laughs> we're doing a live reaction to the 2021 Game Awards. We will be live at 4.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7.45 p.m. East Coast. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Mm. I know um, there there's already some rumors floating out there. There's some things that we've kind of speculated on for the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Some Months things kind of got. Yeah. Yeah. Some things got confirmed today. I'm excited. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah, we're going to get more into it. We're going to get more into it later. Mm -hmm. uh, some cool news, though. And uh, this is for good Kraken. We now have channel points and we're working on sub badges and more emotes. So if y'all. Look down in that bottom left-hand corner of your chat screen. You got some sand dollars over there. Yeah, you can tell us when to drink, Bruh. when you want us to drink. Brought to All you right. by Devin. Uh, you can spend your sand dollars uh, to yeah, spend your get sand us dollars here. to do you wonderful things. Make us do it for the content uh, for all of you at home. It's uh, it's it's good. It's going to be fun. We have we have sub badges for all you guys. You guys can see uh, all your support that you guys have been giving us. Uh, basically, we're just trying to put some more attention on uh, rewarding our live viewers that uh, that get a chance to kick it mm -hmm. with us here on Twitch and uh, give you guys some some more love and attention for us as you guys uh, get to come in and hang out with us, especially going into year two of Good Crack. We want to make sure we take yep. care of you guys. Yep. Yeah, we wanna we wanna give more out there for you guys, and we will be adding to this as we go on. Uh, you know, if you got any ideas, hit us up. But definitely, uh, yeah, an em an emote of my beautiful fucking face. Uh, we'll be talking after the show. We'll yeah, be talking. Yeah, after the show. <laughs> bet. bet, baby, let's go. You know what comes with sand dollars is some <laughs> little waves, my let's guys. Let's go, Devin. Good, good <laughs> segue. Good segue. All right. uh, can I mention Hit really it. quick, uh, G Garrett got one gif made of him, and now he's getting greedy. He's getting, he's, he's getting, he's, got, <laughs> he's like, I want an emote now, dog. Get me in. I'm I all in, emote. You, you, this is me. Dog. This is what success looks like, right? We're, we're, I'm going to go off on you know, all y'all. You know, I'm going to go off on all. Just wait. Just wait, y'all. Oh, Sierra's, yeah. Sierra's face is an emote for diction as well over mm, there mm, on that end mm, and yeah. i i want to say i want to say it's like the the name of it is snappy bitch or something like that that's that's very fitting that's very i know right <laughs> that's very right. fitting <laughs> guys little waves is our little segment uh where we talk about some uh some little news that we didn't think was going to be uh having uh, a big enough conversation for us to put into our main segment the helm uh so we're just gonna burn through these guys uh really fast it was a wild weekend of news guys uh but not a lot because it was thanksgiving weekend so uh with that said first up disney's encanto secures the Thanksgiving weekend box office, domestic box office, excuse me, uh, victory over House of Gucci. Uh, although it didn't break Disney's prior holiday debuts, it still beat Ghostbusters Afterlife and House of Gucci with sales at uh, $40 million since Wednesday, making it the highest earning animated film since the pandemic started. Uh, fuck well, yeah, dude. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's Pixar. Yeah, me either. Mm -hmm. Right? I yeah. haven't seen it yet myself but i actually i am very interested i do really want to watch it It does look interesting yeah it looks it, wholesome aaron uh went and saw it with uh with their son and uh said it was fucking awesome it was great yeah i yeah. mean like like south, south like american central american that. representation of any kind is always tight sorry garrick was it no i'm just saying i just like disney pixar just as a whole like i oh, feel like always just wholesome Mwah. shit all the time sometimes i just need to feel good 
You know what I mean? Sometimes I just want to feel nice. Dude, sometimes, right? <laughs> and Disney Pixar is the way to go when you do it. Uh, speaking of uh, feeling nice, kinda, uh, Steam had its highest concurrent players ever over Thanksgiving weekend of 2021. Uh, they broke a new record as it reached an all-time peak of 27,384,959 concurrent players using games on its service. Now, granted, sounds like a lot of other people just like yeah, man, yeah, around their families. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gra- gra- granted, they do mention I didn't I didn't put it here in the notes, but they do mention that this is it was sort of expected because Steam has had like just a massive growth since the pandemic started, which makes sense. Um, and they kind of assume that this is going to be the case over Thanksgiving weekend because people get done having their dinners and then they just want to play video games for the entire week and that they're not doing shit and. Hell yeah. <laughs> Go video I mean, games, dude. That's what I'm doing dude, all week. That's a lot of folks playing <laughs> video games, and I'm here for it. Oh, yep. let's go, dude. It's a yeah. it's a good time to be a gamer. It's a good generation yep. to be a gamer. Yep. I had to take vacation from my day job by the end of the year, so I chose to take it the week after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. to have all those days to catch up on some backlog, play some new games, to, you know, take in some new content. It's It's been good. Get uh get get just get some good good, good old rest good post Thanksgiving rest you know what I'm saying yeah um some Neither other things that uh, that very unfortunately got a rest not me uh Spider Man No Way Home demand seemingly crashes multiple theater websites all right Dude. so quick story for y'all <laughs> quick story for y'all I hit it hits nine o'clock maybe 25 seconds after nine o'clock and i go to fandango and i hit spider-man no way home i hit the 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 720 showing on a thursday night i'm like let's fucking go let's fucking go guys you know what i'm saying let's fucking do it and uh and then the entire screen goes white and says this service is not available and I was like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> so I reload it. I do it again. And uh, and it happens again. Uh, and then I do it. I re- I close the app. I re I reload it. I pick the time again and uh, and it opens up and uh, and then lets me go into picking how many tickets I want. There's a big bar that said there was an error in loading your page. Could not complete transaction. I was like, I didn't. For, I didn't even buy anything. I didn't even fucking get to that point yet. I can't get to that <laughs> point. And so I choose a different time. You know, I start. I start going through the process over the course of the next thirty minutes of picking different times, different different theater choices of as far as like different areas, different like showings generally. Instead of like X, XD, try IMAX somewhere else. You know, something like that. After four hours, <laughs> I finally got. Good cracking here in Portland, at least. I got us Spider-Man tickets after four fucking hours of just slaving over my fucking phone. It was absurd. It, I, tried, I commend you. I tried Fandango. I tried uh, movie movietickets.com. I tried AMC. I tried every I was like, yo, like if we have to drive to Tiger to the AMC and fucking Tiger, we'll do it. Right. Not an option. Not a, there was a queue of like an hour and 45 minutes. And I was like, nope, <laughs> like, I'd rather take my chances over here. Bad choice on my part. But <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of people apparently had a lot of fucking problems getting tickets that night. Not us. I, uh, I was not dude, us. <laughs> we got them. Like 
good like thank god for Ernell's like will- willingness to just put himself through the struggle for the tickets i was finally able to secure two tickets for my wife and i on thursday night for a 10 20 showing and i wasn't able to get my tickets until 1 30 in the fucking morning yeah yeah and there was like six yeah. seats left in the whole theater yeah. only two seats left right and i was just like dude i was like i'm I was like we're going even if we have to sit, sit apart we're going yeah yeah 100 percent. i mean like unfortunately our group of of six have to be split up in the theater because there are only like two spots in the back that have like three seats each mm-hmm. and so i had to basically organize where we're like we were going to be split up but i was like it's it's we have to see it. Dude, we have to. Was, I don't. I don't care us. if Devin has to sit in my lap. We're going to see this fucking movie, right? Like we're going to go see yep. it. Um, and fucking lo and behold, boys, we're seeing fucking Spider Man. Let's fucking go. Let's yes. go, boys. I'm so excited, um, dude. What? What? Are Are we seeing it at our usual theater? Uh, yes, usual theater, usual XD. Like we're we're I I purposely made sure that we went in on it, dog. I was not yes. gonna let us go no. and see in some fucking standard showing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> standard, please, please. We are above standard. This is the five star man. He gets a five star showing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? God damn, I take care of my Devin. Uh, just like Dwayne Johnson takes care of us because Dwayne Johnson <laughs> says Red Notice is Netflix's biggest movie of all time. Whoo, big words. Uh, has already been watched for almost 280 million hours total. And uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson himself quotes, uh, Red Notice has officially become the biggest movie in the history of Netflix, all caps. Uh, in under two weeks, we've shattered all records and we have many weeks to go. Um, are you guys surprised? Are you guys surprised by that? A little uh, bit, actually. Yeah, yeah. I fell asleep during the movie, to tell you the truth. It seemed like it was just it just kind of like it wasn't bad. Like it's it's a good it's entertaining. It's very much a popcorn flick, in my opinion. Uh but like I don't know. I bet you it's probably the casting that they got at the viewership that it did on this. That's one. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cat, the cast, it makes sense that it like because this is the case. I don't think Dwayne Johnson would just talk out of his ass like that. He's got things to be proud of. Like he's going to talk about it. He's pretty transparent fucking dude. Um, I could imagine that this movie being as big as it was literally because of Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot all being in one movie. Like I like I could totally see people like, oh, my God, I need to fucking see it. I love Ryan Reynolds. And so they just want to go watch that on Netflix. It was a Netflix movie. They got to see it for free. Why the fuck not? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a list cast. It's a list casting, a list casting on a Netflix fucking movie. And uh, and honestly, like, do you guys see this being like uh, uh, like a good sign for like movies going for it like we might be able to get like a-list movies on netflix just because of success of something like this i I feel like like... it's sorry go ahead go ahead devin go ahead go ahead i I was gonna say i feel like this has just been the trajectory lately and i think that's what uh hbo and warner brothers has kind of realized which is why all you know we've got movies like dune and you know kong versus godzilla and and stuff like that on streaming platforms you know day one um as well as Netflix has kind of been ahead of the game because they they took up a deal with Happy Madison Productions, which is always it's it's not like they're out there putting out nine and ten movies, you know, but it's it's always been a theatrical experience with the Adam Sandler movies and stuff, you know, like decent comedies. And I feel like they kind of started that that whole train and people are like, wait, Adam Sandler's putting all his movies on Netflix now. You know what I mean? 
as weird as it sounds, no, it's like, you're right. You're right. You make, you know, he was kind of the first like a lister to do that, you know? And I don't think other people are scared of that at all anymore. I think that stigma is starting to go away. I I think within the next two years, we're going to start seeing most major movies. If, if not be streaming day one within the first 30 to 45 days being on a streaming service, Mm -hmm. just like how Disney plus is doing it with all of their star Wars and MCU content. Now, actually all their Disney content, it all comes within like 45 days now to the streaming platform that makes sense that makes sense garrick what were you gonna add on to that before i move on uh honestly more or less just that like this is kind of in the trajectory like people are kind of getting away from the fact that like you oh it's like it's netflix you can't make a theatrical like silver screen quality film and netflix has been continually disproving that time and time again and like their movies like their original movies just keep getting better so Mm -hmm. i like uh especially like with those three being in in one film it was like a Netflix day one release and it was made for their platform. And it's, you know, massive. It's obviously despite, you know, maybe some not the best critical review. It's still ridiculously yeah. successful. And if it's making money, that just means people are going to want to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Will Smith even did a movie bright. Granted, it wasn't well received by everybody. It was still a lot more well received than fucking after Earth. <laughs> do you do you guys remember that uh that jamie fox movie project power yeah i watched yeah, that I too that it had joseph gordon great. uh love it in it so dope dude like it yeah, was no it was good not that was a sleeper yeah big sleeper movie dude, yeah, dude. It like it's, yeah. it's still on there right now Thanks, too sleeper. like highly recommend people watch that it was a lot of fun jamie fox yeah. fucking kills it dude <clears throat> uh yep. but speaking of things that are dying <laughs> Because she's killing it. Uh, CD Projekt Red is scaling back Cyberpunk 2077 support to work on the expansion. Uh, In CD Projekt Red's uh, Q3 earnings report, uh, it shows that the majority of the company was still supporting Cyberpunk 2077 up until the end of September this year. Uh, Now CD Projekt is uh, going to focus on Cyberpunk 2077's impending expansion. Uh, Additionally, the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S versions of Cyberpunk and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt are still on track for the respective Q1 and Q2 2022 releases. Uh, cool. <laughs> I don't I don't think the game's dying necessarily because uh, the reviews are overwhelmingly positive now on Steam yeah. for Cyberpunk. Yeah. I think the game has finally reached a stage that it should have been, uh, i.e. this game should have been delayed one year like everybody said. Yep. Um, but this game is finally playable and it runs very well and it looks very good now. Uh, I, I put about eight hours in this last week um, on Xbox. Granted, it's the Xbox one X version and not the um, not the, the next gen version yet, because we know that that's coming quarter one, which could be January to March. Yeah. But yeah. The game is good. It is good now. It's a good it game. It is not. It is not a hot piece of garbage like it was when it was released <laughs> because it was regardless of you liking it or not. It was a hot piece of fucking flaming garbage. Even even Salak and in the chat. So it, it's it's hurt me too many times. I And I get that. I definitely get I, that. I agree, which yeah, is why I spent six dollars on it because I yeah. believed in the game. Yeah, I was so disappointed with the release. I didn't play it for yeah. a whole fucking year. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. whole See, year. Me, well, I, and I still haven't picked it back up. 
I I still want to play this game, but I'm excited because in in that earnings call when they talked about all this, they talked about a possibility of multiplayer not just coming for Cyberpunk, but for The Witcher as well. Mm. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. I, feel about I listened. That That's weird. I listened to the call <laughs> earlier today. Oh no! And I believe said, you. That just that just sounds yeah. that sounds weird to me. I don't I don't know where I sit on that. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll dive we'll, in that into a in, yeah, into a yeah. different uh, conversation, but just kind of like top things off on Cyberpunk. Like, I'm I'm looking for a reason to hop back in. I'm looking for a reason to hop back in and try to 100 percent this game because I'm at like 67 percent somewhere like around there. Like I did a lot in this fucking mm-hmm. game because I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, I'm just looking for for that expansion announcement. I'll hop yeah. back in and start notching some things cool. off, getting more acquainted with it because the expansion I'm really excited for. Like I'm yeah. I'm excited to be invested in that world again and invested into my character mm-hmm. and seeing my boo boo Pan Am once more because goddamn I love her. Uh- <laughs> you know what? You know what might not be a bad idea since it's so cheap. You could literally get the game for like ten dollars. I think digitally yeah. for for xbox dude you should pick it up for series s and uh benefit off that next gen enhancement you know i do- would but i've all i also spent a lot of time i think my game clock was at like 78 hours for my oh damn you, you went so in like, a lot I of went time in on you it. Went I, in. I told you I, I genuinely enjoyed the game i really really did enjoy the game mm-hmm. so um yeah yeah but in, no, in the meantime I, I was, that has been little waves so what was that i i was just gonna say i like it what I played of it, the eight hours I put in, I really liked it. I did. But now game, I'm man. sitting there. I'm it's like, oh, wait, I can actually wait a little bit and have textures on the hands when people are speaking to me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You can you can see some pretty, uh, pretty broody stuff uh, in, in full scale new gen console definition. But sure. exactly. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Anyways, oh, no. uh, it's. It, all things being said, I should have just bought the game on fucking PC. But at the time, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, well, I was getting yeah. the GPU. But yeah. with Little Waves being over, we are now in the hell. Let's go. So. All right. Hit him with the first story, Devin. Hit yep. him with, hit him with DC that Universe story. online devs are creating a new Marvel MMO. This is coming from George Yang over at GameSpot. This is hype my guys go oh my god let's go yeah this is hype so uh the studio behind dc universe online dimensional inc games is in early development of a new marvel based mmo Eurogamer noticed that the game in q3 2021 investor briefings uh for co-op company uh enad global 7 with dimensional inc noted as the developer in the report there is a slide called quote exciting product slate of 2022 and beyond the bottom right corner list unannounced mmo rpg and some details below it including marvel ip based massively multiplayer game being developed by dimensional inc studios in austin texas led by jack emmert who designed and helmed city of heroes and currently leads dc uo Emmert is currently the CEO of Dimensional Inc. Games and is responsible for the studio PNL. His LinkedIn profile also mentions, quote, new unannounced MMO RPG under his job responsibilities, which we know is based on the Marvel Universe. Hype. 
Dimensional Inc. is also celebrating DC Universe's online 10-year anniversary. On the same aforementioned slide, the studio bills DC Universe online as, quote, the one and only superhero-based MMO, end quote. And that is performing near its peak historical annual revenues. Additionally, the studio is also investing in better graphics for the game, as well as its largest content expansion scheduled to launch in 2023. It likely will be a while before any sort of information about this Marvel MMO comes to light. But in the meantime, there's plenty of Marvel related video game content to look forward to. Spider-Man is arriving in Marvel's Avengers on PS4 and PS5 soon, and then it's going to be a time release and it's going to be on PC and Xbox after that. Fire Axis Marvel's Midnight Sun is releasing next year, and Insomniac Games is currently working on Marvel Spider-Man 2 alongside a Wolverine game. It's a good time to like Marvel. Let's it's a go. bad time to be a console player, though. With yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, this this is going to be so rad. This is going to be so fucking yeah. rad, dude. Like I'm like I played a little bit of DC Universe online. Uh, our homie David, uh, he was die hard in this fucking game mm. for years, dude. Like da- David was in it. I, like, I remember like us living together. He was playing this shit like every single fucking day for like four or five, six hours sometimes. Like it's wild. But <clears throat> the only was thing that there... turned me was it. Wasn't there a Marvel MMO for a little bit? there uh yeah it was called yeah. marvel's omega and it was it was kind of like a hybrid mmorpg like arpg diablo mix yeah and yeah. it um it did really well at launch and then they rebranded and the game did not survive the rebranding yeah damn yeah i was gonna say i i remember playing that on uh i want to say it was on xbox one i played it on xbox one a little bit yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. I like the thing that turned me off to DC Universe online is that I've never just liked DC that much. Like I like DC, but it was never really my favorite. And I was in back of my mind, I was I was like, if this was Marvel, I'd be so fucking into this. Um and now and now Daddy gets his wish. Dude, I'm excited. Like um uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna play this game. Uh PC Master Race on this one. Let's be real. For MMO RPG. Mm-hmm. This is PC. Dude, but here's I the mean, thing: uh, yeah. the, the DC, the DC Universe Online is on every. It's available on yeah. every console. Every That's just on Switch, even. Yeah, every. Oh, platform, really? And it functions yeah. really yeah. well. And it functions each. really okay. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I imagine it all being account tied and cross save. So I guess it's just a oh. matter of just where you happen Please. to be playing. Be pre lit. Yeah. Please. I, I, I will say this: if when this comes out and if it's really cool. We should stream this and play this all together. Oh, dude, honestly. fucking thousand percent. Oh, fucking do that. Guys, 100%. I have a question for you, though. I have a question for you. Yes. Though. What is going to be the first power you pick? Power? So you do get to you create the, your own character? You create your yeah. own character yeah. in DC Universe Online. So what is going to be the power you pick? Because in DC, like, I just started out my character. I just picked flying. And I was like, tight, let's go from there. And then you build your characters like powers after that. It, assuming that they're going to do the same with this, but with better fidelity all this other stuff what is going to be the power you guys pick from marvel so just assuming that we're gonna have like something kind of similar to like typing to like maybe yeah. like the square enix's avengers where we've got like the cosmic and the gamma yeah, i'd probably yeah. choose something like 
I personally am going to choose something as close as I can get that's like cosmic, like Nova sort of powers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like oh, shit. Oh, there's going to be a raid. What's happening? Do we got a raid command in there? Put that raid command uh, in the yeah. chat. Oh, yeah. Up. I do got a raid command for us, baby. No, put Let's that shit go. in the chat. Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, love y'all. I think, at least I thought I did. I thought, I thought yeah, yeah, I thought you did too, man. Just drop some fucking raid emotes. Yeah, but honestly, you know what I'm saying, man. Let's do that. Let's start. Welcome, with the DC, welcome, the DC guys. Of, like universe online, shit. So, so right now we're we're asking each other. So the DC universe online devs are creating a Marvel, um, MMO RPG here. What superpower would you guys pick to start with? What would be your number one superpower, i.e., you know, flying, super strength, Cyclops style laser beams? Like, what would you guys want? Just drop that in the chat. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I'm kind of with Garrick on this one. I think going the cosmic route would be the quote unquote coolest because in Marvel's history, those are also the strongest heroes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, true. Especially when it comes to like, you know, uh, um, Captain Marvel, Adam Warlock, the Eternals, you know, so on and so on. Of course. Celestials. Yeah. But it'd be really cool to see them incorporate something based around the sword, especially with like Blade and Black Knight and oh, Moon yeah. Knight, yeah. you know, like some, something along those lines, too. So I, I, I. I guess what I'm just trying to say is I just want to see how you can do it. If it's going to be simple between like super strength, cosmic and blah, blah, blah. I'm probably going to go cosmic. But if I can turn my motherfucker into like a paladin or some shit like that in the Marvel world, I'm going to try that out. You know what what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give me the give me that. Give me that. Captain Marvel cosmic energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give me some of that. Exactly. I yeah. like, like two yeah. orders of yeah, that. Dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. exactly. Or 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 give me some of that Captain Marvel cosmic energy with the ebony blade. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hype. That'd be hype. It would also be if they do anything like Stark related or based off of anything like off of like Stark. We're going to get like, power suits. Oh. Yeah, power suits would. Imagine that's going to have a lot of customization suit. potential. Oh, oh, oh. Esco Boo Boo in the chat. What's Esco. up? What's happening, Esco, baby? How you doing? So lock and load to Celestial all the way. Death yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's way too OP to not even consider, you know? Yeah, like it is. really is if you think about it in the world of Marvel. But, you know, I'm I'm stoked about that. I'm, I'm really interested to see more. Um, more for coming from this game like a lot like i want to see where this goes i want to see um it, it better be cross play that's all i gotta say it better be cross play if it's not cross play i don't know i'm gonna throw my computer out the window i don't know <laughs> anyways <laughs> that's fair or no or no guys you, can you right. tell the ladies the gents the peoples the good news Oh, absolutely, my dude. We got some more Marvel news for you guys with Tom Holland will, in fact, remain 
with the MCU Spider-Man after No Way Home. Uh, this comes from Joe Scrabbles over at IGN, and it reads like this. After some speculation, Tom Holland will remain as the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Spider-Man. Producer Amy Pascal has explained that, even with Spider-Man No Way Home still to come, Sony is, quote, getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel, end quote. Holland caused a lot of talk among fans earlier this month when he said that he remained unsure about continuing as Peter Parker after the release of No Way Home. However, in an calculated. interview... Was it? Calculated. That was so calculated. <laughs> oh, I t I'm telling you guys, they don't, they don't do anything accidentally, I'm telling you. However, in an interview with Fandango, longtime Spider-Man producer Amy Pascal confirmed that Holland would continue in the role. Quote, this is not the last time that we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie, she explained. We are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. It just isn't a part of... We're thinking of this as three films, and now we're going to go on to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies, end quote. While not a specific confirmation that Holland is signed on for another trilogy, it speaks to Sony thinking in the long term for the character. With speculation rife that the MCU and Sony's own separate universe of Spider-Man characters are about to cross over, Pascal said, quote, yes, Marvel and Sony are going to keep going together as partners, uh, end quote. Uh, were uh, enigmatically, enigmatically, right? now. okay. Uh, when asked if Holland might appear in a non-MCU movie, she said, quote, we all want to keep making movies together. How's that for an answer? However, Pascal also made clear that Sony's approach to superhero movies isn't solely centered on the multiverse being ushered in by the MCU or its own Spider-Verse movies. Quote, the parallel universes make for so many interesting stories, but I don't think that every single movie is going to end up taking place in the multiverse. I think it's really exciting, and this movie certainly does. End quote. It's not a major surprise that Sony would want to continue working with Holland. His stint as Spider-Man has been wildly successful successful, excuse me, with No Way Home set to be one of the year's biggest films, proven somewhat by the fact that demand for tickets saw multiple websites crash. I hate everything. Uh, with No Way Home's release just around the corner, we know that multiple villains from old Spider-Man films will be making an appearance, uh, not to mention a new take on J. Jonah Jameson, but there may be more secrets hiding, which will likely only be discovered on release day. Uh, one thing we do seem to know now is that Holland's Parker himself will be sticking around some more... Fucking hype, boys. Let's go. So this, we have talked so many times off air about the possibilities that we could be seeing with Marvel moving forward. Now, do you think that this is just three game? I mean, three Spider-Man movies or three movies altogether? Well, what do you mean? What do you I mean by that? Three like like are like the next three they have planned. Are you asking whether or not it's they're going to be Spider Man exclusive films or like ensemble films? Yeah, yeah. I I I have a feeling what they're going to do. I just wanted to get your feels. I think it's just going to be a Spider Man trilogies, and I don't think yes, this is the last. I agree. I don't think this is the last we see of the quote unquote live action Spider Verse either. I, I don't I don't know what I buy into on this anymore because this because this changes the field, right? Like just mm -hmm. just knowing period that he's going to continue on being in the MCU is it just kind of changes the playing field quite a bit. And in, in what I've been thinking about as far as Spider-Man is concerned, because it's like I've been so invested in the thought of like, we're not going to have Tom Holland anymore after this. You know what I mean? So it's like it sort of changes things. I can 
I can see both sides of it. I could I I feel like a part of me wants to lean closer to he's just going to be in three more Marvel movies, not necessarily getting his own trilogy. Um, but I want to say it's trilogy. I want to say it's trilogy. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Because um, and I don't think we're gonna get another Spider-Man movie till obviously Phase Five, and then Phase Six, and then probably even Phase Seven. I think we're going to have Tom Holland around for the next like eight years at least. But here's my other prediction. I don't necessarily think this upcoming Spider-Man movie is going to be Andrew Garfield's last appearance. Yeah, whether it be yeah, you, whether it be a Sonyverse or MCU, that, or there's been rumors. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you've you've mentioned that before. I think I think it's going to be interesting to see. It's just, it's just hard to say right now because we haven't seen the fucking movie yet. And it's like I'm sure yeah. when we get to the end of the movie, it's going to be like, oh, now we can kind of see where things are going from there. Uh, Esco says I would let Zendaya step on me and Tom Holland can watch. It's always good having Esco in the chat. I love it. Uh, Xander says, I'm thinking trilogy. Uh, we're thinking of this as three films, and now we're going to go on to the next three. I mean, like, mm-hmm. sure. I There's no, there's just not there's nothing solid here yet, right? It's, it's like yeah. there, there's a lot of word, a lot of word salad going on. And again, mm-hmm. they are 100% calculated about this stuff. We already yep. fucking know that they don't do anything on fucking accident, mm-hmm. like we were talking about a second ago. It's It's... It's wild. It's wild. It's going to be tight to see, though. It's going to be tight to see. Yeah. And and I I do think we're getting Spider-Man in one way or another in Multiverse of Madness, because from the way that they've talked about Multiverse of Madness, it's almost like a direct sequel to No Way Home. And like yeah. we kind of get that with the trailer. Like, you remember that part where they're on the... I, I can't remember if they're on the Statue of Liberty or a skyscraper, but then all those like tears, those purple tears in the sky start opening up. And then you hear Doc- Dr. Strange go, they're coming. They're all coming. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. So. <sighs> what if it just shows like every villain that's ever been in a Marvel movie just like starts coming out of these tears. It's like, it's like the opposite of Endgame on your left. You hear, you hear fucking vulture. On your right. <laughs> Just like all of the villains Honestly. coming out. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get out, dog. Just like... <laughs> Anyways. It would be poetic. It would be poetic. <laughs> no. Can we... Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm not and entertaining that fuckery. <laughs> the worst part is, if it happens... <laughs> No, 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 no. God, no. no. Just, I'm begging. Face bombs and Devin's gone. <laughs> it's just every Spider-Man villain ever. Uh, no, no. But do you guys do you guys like understand what this means for like the longevity of Tom Holland's like Spider-Man character? If he's gonna be so this will be the first time we actually get to potentially see a live action Spider-Man leave the high school stage and like yep. really develop as an individual. Yeah. And I think that's going to be great for MCU in the long run, going, especially going forward. Cause like, you know, like Arnell said, calculated these guys' thing. So this, this to me, this is literally this, this tracks so far into the future. And I guarantee you that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to end up 
being the mentor to the new MCU's Miles Morales when the day comes. I, I agree 100%. And I think that's my prediction. I think these next three Spider-Man movies are actually going to be introducing Miles Morales because I think Miles Morales is going to be part of the Young Avengers and Tom Holland Spider-Man is going to be part of the actual Avengers. Well, we'll see. Anyways, we're like 10 minutes behind, so let's move. Let's keep it pushing. (laughs) Go for it, Garrick. Tell them tell them what the world wants to hear. Sony no, Brony. No, they, they don't want to hear it. Look, 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 look. So all I got to tell you guys is uh, the best-selling console on Black Friday wasn't the Switch or the PS5, but the Xbox Series S. And this is coming from Zach Zweizen at Kotaku. It appears that over Black Friday shopping, over the Black Friday shopping period, it wasn't the Switch or the PlayStation 5 selling like hotcakes, but instead the less powerful Series X sibling, the $300 Xbox Series S. This is likely due to a few factors, including its price and availability on retail sites like Amazon. As reported by Business Insider, the news comes from the Adobe Digital Economy Index, which claims to have analyzed over 1 trillion visits to resale sites and also surveyed over 1,000 retailers on what items were selling better than others. All of this data seemingly points to the big winner of the Black Friday shopping season being the tiny Xbox Series S. At first, the this might seem surprising, but there are a few reasons the smaller Xbox is doing so well. For one thing, it's actually available at many stars. Um, right now, it is very hard to get your hands on the uh, on a uh, $500 PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X. However, the Series S has been available to buy at various stores for days now, including GameStop and Best Buy. Another thing the Series X is helping the Series X is the Game Pass. Uh, bring between Forza Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, and a large library of older and newer games, the service provokes folks with a lot of stuff to play at a low cost. The Series S is all digital too, so Game Pass is, is a perfect fit for that. Finally, the lower price point is definitely helping sell the Xbox Series S consoles. I know a few people who normally wouldn't buy a console this soon after release or who never buy Xbox machines. However, many of uh, many of them have Xbox Series S consoles. When I ask why, the answer boils down to, well, it was cheap and the Game Pass seems to look like a good way to play new and new games and indie things. Interesting enough, the last uh, last year, Xbox boss Phil Spencer called told Kotaku that he expected expected this saying I think over this generation our expectation would be that price really matters and that you would see the series s sell more does this shock any of you guys it doesn't surprise me in the slightest no 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 it's just it's just like Garrick said when we were talking about this in a prior episode, <clears throat> the one that people are going to go for is one that they can actually bring into their fucking house. It's that simple. Yeah, the Xbox matters, Series man. S, like it was it was like fate had awoken for me. I tried to get a PS5 for my 11th attempt and fucking failed. And the next day, the next day. I'm at Walmart for my day job doing deliveries and stuff. And there you lo and behold, there's an Xbox Series S, two of them right in front of me, right in front of me. And I've only ever seen a PS5 once in person. And it's because it's my brother's. I had to. I had to. It's right there. It's I called Devin was like, dog, if I do this, if I do this, is this the right choice? And Devin goes, yeah. 
fucking do it, dude. I'm like, all right, let's do it for the content. So I fucking got it. And honestly, I'm very happy with the choice. It's an extravagant piece of hardware and not a piece of me fucking regrets that decision because now I can just save up and buy a fucking PS5 when they're way more readily available in January. Um, you know, well, God, man. God, dude. Dude, yeah, I, I'm not surprised at this at all. It is it is hands down the most affordable and findable next gen console. Like in comparison, guys, did you guys do you guys know that I saw a PlayStation five in stock today? Saw it with my own eyes on a base website, a PlayStation five in stock. And do you want to know why it was in stock? Why? Because it was in a one thousand dollar fucking bundle. That's why. Yep. Mm-hmm. What was in the bundle? <laughs> was it worth it? No, no, dude. It was a it was a controller and a headset. That's fucking it. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's absurd, yeah, dude. dude. Not but, worth. But Devin's our is our resident Xbox guy. What what are your thoughts on this, my dude? Uh, I mean, I like like we all said. I'm not surprised at all. Um, just due to the affordability and the um the readiness, the how available they are. I mean, I've heard good things about it. It 1080p, 120 hertz. That's that's pretty nice. Most PCs barely get that, you yeah. know. Yeah. Most PCs barely get 1080p 90 hertz when right. when they're you know full chugging. Um, full chugging, full chugging, full chugging. We, <laughs> we we talk about full chugging, and we we you know with these latest uh, game releases, we've experienced some full chug on our PCs. Let me tell you. Okay, I'm, I'm, no, I'm very quickly not liking that phrase. <laughs> full chugging. But um, I mean, if if anybody can talk about it firsthand, I mean, Ernell, you have a Series S. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, you like it. Game Pass is probably one of the best things to happen for gamers ever 100 percent the best fucking deal in gaming period like, it's, like it's, the the amount of video gaming i can do because of my 15 dollars of game pass ultimate is absurd like e- like I, even on thanksgiving day i was texting devin <clears throat> or i texted devin i was like so you were right fucking x cloud is tight because I finally tested out xCloud. Um, there was a little bit of latency with my controller and stuff on like my iPad, my, my phone and stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm not really going to be playing FPSs on my fucking phone. So it's like I play those on my console. But I did play uh, Spirit Fair for a little bit. And it ran mm-hmm. beautifully. Like xCloud, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is a wonderful fucking deal. If you are needing next-gen entryway... And you can't get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. That Xbox Series S is the fucking choice. I'm telling mm-hmm. y'all. I'm telling y'all. 100. Uh, percent And I will. I will say this too. Um, I I tried XCloud on console recently. Granted, I am hardwired, but I was curious to see how it would run without downloading a game. I decided to test it with Avengers because I uninstalled that game for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I fired it up, went straight to the Black Panther DLC. And I couldn't even honestly, like on console with xCloud, I've had a lot of experience using xCloud on my phone on console. I couldn't even tell I was streaming like at all. Like, granted, I am hardwired, but I didn't have to download a game. And I got to play the full game 
Yeah, with my save. Dude, I've heard it's so buttery smooth. I've heard people can actually use like legitimate like LTE mobile at work, like mobile networks on their phone, and it still streams without like reducing image quality yep. on your phone. Yep, it's it's, it's true. Nuts. I uh, when when they first came out with it on iOS, the big test for me, it was right when we were playing Sea of Thieves a lot. I just hopped into Sea of Thieves real quick. Uh, I I have the video, but I popped in and I I I was on some guy's random ship and he was like trying to talk to me. I didn't have any headset or anything hooked up. And he and he just kept saying, hey, over there, I need your help over there. There happens to be a whole nother crew, like three dudes just launching cannons at his ship. The second I load in, we hop off. We take out all three people. And I did this on a controller with my little fucking phone. And it just ran buttery smooth. So nuts. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's it's wild, man. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. again, though, just to, you know, tie it off with a bow is like it's it's not surprising. People are people were going to pick this like it was it's it's got the cheapest entryway into next gen here. Like that alone would have given reason for this to sell more (laughs) than the others. But like just that on top of the fact that you can't even really fucking get your hands on the other ones. It's not yeah. the least bit surprising, but it, I digress. Yeah, and and I will end this with if if you're looking for a good way to get into the new new games that are coming out, you know, like 2042, Halo Infinite, and and so on. I highly recommend getting a Series S if you can't find the other consoles or if you don't have a PC to run any of this stuff. It's it's just a very good entry point. You still get high fidelity. It still plays like next gen. Don't let you know, people bog you down over it because there are a lot of people hating on the Series S because, you know, they're being snotty nose. Oh, it's not as good as my PS5 or Series X. That's not true. 1440p is is more than enough. Trust me. With the so. with 120 FPS potential. That's nuts. Yeah. That's and so it, good. And it still streams all of your, you know, Netflix and media content. It still streams it all in 4K. And you have a... Uh, Dolby um, Dolby uh, Vision as well for all your sound quality and stuff too, which is amazing. But uh, we're going to talk about actually having our hands on our consoles mm. because we're going in <laughs> to hands on motherfucking deck. What's up? <laughs> let's go. The hand is let's there. go, baby. Yeah. Um, so this so- is. Let's let's do one each because we are like yeah. real behind. We gotta have time for our main headlining talk. So yeah, I I got one for you guys. I'm gonna start it off real quick. And I started my hero academia a week and a half ago. I am already on season five. Yeah. Holy Hell yeah, boy. Shit, guys. This this show is amazing. I'm watching it on Hulu. This show is amazing. When it starts off, you're like, OK, it's got good animation. OK, it's it's got a good premise. You're like, oh, man, these characters have some weird powers. Some of these character designs is really out there. Like some of the characters look like they're from different animes. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, God damn, don't you fall in love with Midoriya pretty fast? Like it is Dude, all of the characters are yeah. so lovable. Yeah. Like, Not to me, LOL. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Um, Look at these fucking dweebs, you know what I'm saying? Fuck both of these guys. Fuck, sorry, that way. <laughs> Fuck both these guys. <laughs> a couple fucking nerds, man. <laughs> this guy sucks. Dude, it's yeah, like one of my really favorite sucks. animes of all time. It's so it's, it's so, so good. good. The animation is great. The um the special effects they use especially like when they're using their powers like when Midoriya like fires up his potential power and you really like see it. He's like he's like I'm going to go blue-haired super saiyan, you know what I mean? So, um, quick question, if I may. Yes. Is Midoriya your favorite character? I don't Who's know, favorite, dude. Do you have a favorite? It's, it's, it's... I have, I have, like, a few that I really, really like. I mean, you Todoroki's can't Todoroki's my guy. I, I was Todoroki's just gonna say, you cannot one. go wrong with Todoroki. Todoroki is fucking yeah, cool. He's my boy. I mean, I love that uh, Bakugo always calls him Icy Hot. <laughs> that's fair that's fair yeah. it's it's that's perfect fair. i like th this show it, it it has a ton of humor in it it has a ton of emotional parts in it actually like at the end of season four like me and my partner sierra were like straight up like almost crying dude like, there's really? some tearjerker really? moments. yeah it's yeah dude, there's some tearjerker yeah. moments it hits you right in the feels um for for a lot of reasons I can't say anything about because it'll be straight spoiler nation right. if that happens. But um straight spoiler this show nation. is one Devin, I like Devin, that. Devin, I, am I right? Devin, am I right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh shit. Just tears. Yep, yeah. I gotta I gotta or, watch this fucking show. Or, Even Esco in the chat has never seen the show. It was my ex's fave though. <laughs> or, so good. or I was wrong smashing time it's all right just straight up watch it i binged it that much in a week and a half because it was so good i was watching like eight to ten episodes a day um it, it's it's got great animation i've been watching it dubbed and i'm debating watching season five because you know when you just like you get used to a voice in an anime yeah and then you get to a part and you're like oh <sighs> It's only in its natural language. Do I do I want to watch it in that now or do I want to watch what I'm used to the character sounding like? And I, I've, I've gone back and forth on stuff like this before. I made the mistake of not starting this subbed like I usually do with shows that are still going. So I just need people to tell me, Gee. is season five worth watching right away or should I wait for the dub? Season five <laughs> is definitely worth watching right away. Honestly, like if you mm. want to watch in the sub. So I don't do subs just because deaf person, I have to hear it and listen to it in the mm -hmm. same language. Um, but what I did for anyways is like because I'm, I like the dub so much. I got caught up on the dub and then I straight up read the manga, dude, to get ahead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was I... worth the read. I, I stumbled across a couple articles that spoiled a couple things for me from the Isn't manga the already. Yeah, I, dude, I'm so into this show. Like, I've been researching the characters. I've been like, it's it, it, if you want to ask who my favorite the world are, buildings I, tight. It's it's amazing. The world building is amazing, and like the uh, the fanfare that these characters have for other characters is like legit, like fangirl fanboy shit. And but it it's it's 
it's also so contained at the same time. You know what I mean? And you really get a sense of admiration from characters like Midoriya, you know, like mm-hmm. like how bad he wants to save people and stuff like that. Um, it's really good, Ernell. You should definitely watch it. It's really, yes. really fucking good. And the fights. I mean, we, we showed you that one clip that one night. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's from the first season. <laughs> that's from the first I'll, season I'll, dog I'll, I'll get into it I'll, I'll get into it I just there's, there's so it's, much content there's just so much it, content. It, it gets it gets to a point when you're like like wait Res- resident evil <laughs> okay yeah, you, sure uh, yeah there's sure. a couple no, of no. moments yeah, yeah I'm, I get I'm, it. Not, I'm not I'm not gonna ask like, any okay. further questions <laughs> but but uh anyways Garrick Tell, tell me what you got going. Tell me what, what you've been uh, playing uh, or well, watching. Since we've been speaking on the Marvel a whole lot this evening, I guess I'll just keep on to that trend. Um, so recently on the PlayStation Black Friday sale, my cousin Storm uh, got me a lovely Christmas gift in the form of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. You mean Ooh. your second wife Storm or... Yeah, my second wife storm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chase, Chase with the song. Thank you, Chasey baby. We love you, baby. You got a little oh. clamshell. You got a little clamshell, Chase. Uh, I gotta say, guys, like really, kind of pleasantly surprised on this one. Okay. Uh, I went in with some skewed expectations just because of Marvel's Avengers. So, and obviously, I knew this was going to be a more linear experience, and it is. It is a very linear, narrative-driven experience. Um, and I would say it is first and foremost an adventure game and an action game second. And I love that. So I find the band of misfits that just is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I love their character, like how they interact with each other in the movies. And holy shit, they captured it so perfectly in this game. And like... Don't stream this game like it's literally if you're not listening to this game with the licensed music on, you're not playing it like at all. It's like you've got to have like that license and original soundtrack they did for this. Yeah. And dude, it's so good. The voice acting top notch (coughs) dialogue, top notch soundtrack, top notch. Honestly, the only place it falls short for me is the combat. And that's because it's a little simple because you can tell it's not the focus of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So combat gets a little light and repetitive. It's very uh, beat em up sort of like, you you know, point and shoot. And then you command the other guardians to kind of do like wombo combos and like molly womp on people and shit. So it's like but it's uh, it's not super dynamic. It's a very like one layer combat. That's where it falls short, in my opinion. But dude, the accessibility on this game is nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm playing it on PlayStation 4. And it has more settings than I think most PC games do. Oh, that's wow. awesome. And that's, that, that's, that's not even rad, counting graphics. That's not even counting graphical settings. Like there's like there's over a, do- a dozen different audio settings. You can customize your subtitles. You can um, you can completely adjust and EQ um, your the in-game audio to fit like your to fit like needs. Uh, they have okay. basically any accessibility you can think under the sun to adjust gameplay to make it so literally anybody could play this game. Like That's so amazing. much accessibility. Like I would, I literally just, I sat in the menus and just tinkered with like the menus for like a good 15, 20 minutes when I first logged on, man. So, so much there. Like, you know, like 
and it it goes and, and it, it it goes like above and beyond like the stereotypical like you know colorblind mode like having closed mm-hmm. captions on like it's really in depth and they really allow you to tailor the gameplay to like how you would like to experience it which is super awesome um re- dude it's if you like linear games this felt very much to me like uh the way it kind of plays out it, it feels kind of like the force unleashed games honestly Ooh, like it's okay. so it's very it's it's very linear like but it's got like each each level's like it's its own map the world environments are so beautiful super crazy everything looks really alien and just the character designs the bosses and the characters you meet are also super interesting uh they had absolutely no fucking business making uh lady hellbender that fucking thick though like <laughs> like, dude, I'm gonna horny bonk myself on that one, guys. A few times. Just like, That's like Loba that, for me, man. I paused the cutscene and I was just like, damn, bruh. Like, that was not fair. You can't be springing that on people with no warning. You're like, damn, like, here we go again as you unzip Yeah, here we go again, dude. It was nerd. But, like, I digress. It's. Great linear game Xander found a thick emo. I hate it. I hate it. I also love it. It's perfect. With three fucking Mm -hmm. Mm C's. Honestly, like, it is probably the best narrative experience I've had gaming, likewise, in 2021. Like, the dialogue and the characters are so fun. Dude, the game makes fun of you for exploring. Like, literally, if you go off, like, the little thing to go find, like, the collectibles, the characters call you the fuck out. They're like, you lost? That's amazing. Uh, like, it, bre- it kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit. I love it. I, I know Ernell and I have been sitting here, like, just kind of waiting for an opportunity to get this game, personally, because we both have a lot of shit going on yeah. in IRL. But uh, I'm I'm really glad to hear that because uh, it pretty much reinforces everything else I've heard about the game is how dialogue heavy it is, how story heavy it is. And I, I've I've heard that the uh, the world building and like the scenery is amazing too. It's gotten a lot of love, a lot mm-hmm. of just genuine love. Every time I've met a character, I've actually taken the time to pause it afterwards and go read like their bio card because it shows really so like there's like customizations in like the form of like Mm. outfits and stuff and anything that's like not original like whether it be like an outfit or a character it actually tells you they're like oh this outfit first debuted in this issue of guardians of the galaxy on this date by this artist and this issue and they do that for the characters that they introduce you to too they're like oh this character was first seen in this marvel comic on this date in this you know and so it makes it it's really interesting to be able to go back and like listen to the dialogue and then like immediately dive into like the character's background and learn like where they came from to be into this game. Well, mm. you sold Xander. He just bought it and is installing yep. it right now. Bravo, yep. Garrick. Bravo. Dude, I, honestly, I, like uh, Xander, I, you have to tell me, I want like a play by play on this one, to be honest. Cause like, it's so the story's so good so far. I'm on chapter five, I think out of 15. Oh man. I I'm getting this okay. game. I'm getting this game like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, days like, tomorrow, fam. Let's go. <laughs> like if you were if you were at all hesitant because it had Square Enix attached to it, and because you had sort of a soured like narrative experience with Marvels, like Avengers. Do I'm here? I'm telling you right now, 
completely different experience. They set the tone to match Guardians of the Galaxy comic book and movies toe for toe, literally from the get go. Like it is it is Guardians of the Galaxy to its mm. core. And it and it has a really good cast. Like, uh, isn't Troy Baker playing Star Lord too? I yeah, believe see, so. The, yeah. The, yeah. the VAs are really good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty stoked. Uh, the the game looks gorgeous. I've heard nothing but good things. I think most outlets have given it an eight out of ten, for the most yeah. part. Yeah, yep. got a Metacritic yeah. right around yep. there. Mm-hmm. Got got anything else for that? No, honestly, just get oh, yeah. yourself that game. Like if you if you like Marvel video games, don't sleep on this one because it's linear and not open world like Spider Man. It 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 works with what it with what it has and it does it beautifully. It, it, that's that's so good to hear. I'm I'm stoked. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this game and uh, try and catch up with you so we can finish it together. Ernell. Oh yeah. Simon, baby. So what uh, you got? I've got a, another indie darling uh, for you guys. So this game that I played the other night is a game called Before Your Eyes. Um, I've heard of this. Yeah. Ooh, so I heard about this one. This game is one of the first off. I cried, uh, and I want to start that off because this game is has some of the just most heart-wrenching, beautiful fucking narrative I've played this year, honestly. Uh, So the concept of this game is that you are uh, waking up having, it's first person all the way through. You're waking up, you have no idea where you are, and you get pulled onto this boat with like this weird cartoon dog guy. And he is like, I gotta take you to the queen of this world because you are a spirit. So... In order for me to get you back to the other side, I need to know your story. And you essentially go into telling the story of your life. The cool thing about this is that this game is only available on PC and you can only play it if you have a webcam because this game tracks your blinks. You control this game with your eyes by blinking. So the concept is that it's called before your eyes because it's short for you if you blink before your eye like your life will flash before your eyes by blinking and so it's the concept is you're telling your story and every time you blink when there's like a timer on the screen it moves to the next story beat of your life and Mm -hmm. you are you are telling the story of your of the course of your life from birth all the way up to you being an adult and so on and so forth and then some wild shit happens uh but I'm not even going to fucking go there because I don't want to ruin that for any of you guys. But no, I'm playing that. This, you, this, you, this, the yeah. second you brought up the webcam thing, I yeah. was like, I'm in. This game was legitimately a really cool experience. The blinking thing, I was 100% sold on. But be, be they use the blinking in a way that gets you so immersed into what you're doing in the game that you start taking shit more personally because you feel like it's actually you. Like, this is the most, like first person you can get without like short of vr period like this Mm. is as first person it gets without having a whole like vr set and i'm really excited to see what this game does for games going forward because this shit was dope this was a dope experience um like i said the story had me fucking bawling at the end of this game because you have all this stuff that happens and at the very end there's this big monologue and it's just one of the most like heart tugging fucking monologues at the end of this game and it it put it sets you up in a way where it's like you are having to 
sort of choose when to blink. You're hyper focusing on when to blink because you're not wanting to miss these story beats. Because it comes. I was gonna ask. I was like, "Can you blink and like accidentally miss some shit?" Yep, dude. Yeah, it's it's yep. it's cr- like I had so many times like where I was like, "Oh shit, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on this moment. Don't blink. Don't blink. Don't blink." So I'm over here like trying to squint my eyes a little bit as far as I can without it being considered a blink. And I'm half Asian, so it's like it was like <laughs> immediate. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, there, it it just it had it has such a fucking cool story and a cool concept behind it. If you have a PC and you have a web camera, I could not recommend this game enough it is only about a hour to hour 15 gameplay experience it was a very quick investment very quick turnaround time it's going to fly by like i would highly recommend like playing this game when you have a free hour and a half to kind of dive into it um i even think it has some replay value because i went back and back through it again afterwards to try to see if there was like any major story beats that I missed. Um, and there were some, there was some dialogue stuff that I missed in there. Uh, but yeah, the, the game is controlled with your mouse and your blinking eyes. And that is it. It is, it is so cool. It is so fucking cool. A sweet experience. This game actually is, uh, 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 did get nominated for a few awards on the on the game awards, and so I, I was like, I have to play this. If it's that quick of an experience, I have to fucking play this game. Yeah, I do not recommend playing it with someone in the room with you uh, because you will get in your fucking feelies. You yeah. will one hundred percent get in your feelies. headset experience. I imagine headset experience. So absolutely, it, it does have some three D audio, um, some like spatial audio stuff in it uh, where. Because a lot of it in the portion you're with your parents, right? Because you're a baby, um, you're a kid, and, and a lot of this, your parents will be sitting on two different sides of the screen around you as you're sort of going through these dream sequences or like flashback sequences. Um, and the audio is portioned like spatial audio based on like where your head is turning, uh, where you're pointing the mouse at. It's cool. It's a really really fucking cool experience. I'm gonna check that out like tonight. Like I'm gonna play I, that tonight. Hey, if you yeah. got a if you got a free like couple hours, dog, highly recommend. Like this is one of my favorite gameplay experiences of the year. Period. Like this game was that so much legit. fun, dude. It's it's so fucking cool. Uh, with that said, though, um, that's that's all I got. I just quick update from my Saturday uh, hands on. Uh, I finished Hellbound on Netflix. Uh, if you guys are needing a good like uh, like fun like horror Korean like Korean horror story. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's it's worth watching. It's only one season, six episodes. It's a quick burn, um, but it's a lot of fun. I will say I found out about that game before your eyes earlier, like way earlier this year, like probably like February. Yeah. Uh, from deal from the DLC podcast with Jeff Kanata and Christian Spicer. Yeah, I, I actually want to make sure I give credit to this because I heard about this game from uh, from one Janet Garcia uh, from Kind of Funny. Oh, hell yeah. And, uh, and, and saw her recommendations for it and was like, fuck, I got to play this game. And then finally mm-hmm. the other day I saw Blessing Adioya Jr. from also One Kind of Funny and he was talking about it. And then I saw one uh, from our friend Kyle from the PlayStation Trophy Room podcast mm-hmm. and he was a mess about this game and he was like this game is like you have to play this game i was like bet i have to play it now yeah you just like reinvigorated because i remember hearing about it because i mean like you and i do or no we just listen to podcasts all day while we work so i remember hearing about it and like just the way that it was explained especially from a perspective like like you just had but like from somebody who is married and has children and stuff like that and then them talk about this experience and how emotional it gets because I from 
what I've heard, it has a lot of relative experiences to that. It's yeah, I, I, I from from what I've heard, it's probably the most emotional video game to ever be made. One of them for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just because the like you get through a halfway point of the story and you think it's mm-hmm. one thing and then it's not. And then it really yeah. starts like diving in head first into some like really just just heavy shit, dude, like really heavy shit. Like if you're if you're ready to put on your feely heelys and just cruise down fucking emotions lane, do it. Like, <laughs> absolutely yeah. fucking do it, because uh, sometimes y'all know I, I need I need a good heart heart tugger sometimes um, tuggers and heart tuggers. Uh, sometimes you just got you just got to do it. You know, sometimes you just got to get a little sad. You know, what I'm, I mean, you know, I'm probably going to buy it tonight. With I mean, the rest it's six dollars. It's six dollars, <laughs> oh, guys. Like, it's, yeah, it's why not? Super fucking cheap on Steam. Like, absolutely. If you have a PC and a webcam, you got six bucks to spend. Fucking do it. Absolutely. Um, anyways, though, Devin, what do we got next, my friend? Well, we are now at the Gallo. Side note, Esco, I got this sweater at Tilly's. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's a Tilly's ass so, sweater for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we are talking about Good Kraken's Game of the Year. So please use the link, thegameawards.com slash forward slash nominees. Yes. So and, and you guys can follow along with us here. I am actually going to put this up onto a browser view for you guys in case you don't want to uh, lose our show. You guys can just go ahead and watch us on full screen. We're going to be going through some categories here for the 2021 nominees here. Uh, Garrick, I do need your assistance. So could you open up WordPad for me? Because I need you to take notes as we go. I want to make sure that we're we're staying on top of this stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, give me just one second. Uh, so Chase, Chase in the chat says Devin's sweater is cool and all, but Garrick's pink shirt is fucking bitch. And honestly, oh, I was gonna oh, say this when we first saw the show. Garrick, you uh, you you rock pink pretty good, yeah. baby. You rock yeah. pink. Dude, yeah, pink's good. my fucking color, no, you, bro. I love me some pink. You know, I discovered my a color that looks amazing on me. Dick is <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess dicks usually have pink on them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I can but see it. Anyways, get off that uh, maroon. <laughs> maroon is my favorite color. Maroon wear, is usually. your color. I got, I got to frame Garrick in a little bit better here. He's sticking out of the top. You know what I'm saying? There we go. That's better. <laughs> yeah, that's better, baby. Let's cool. fucking go. All right, Garrick, give us notes, y'all. I'm good to you're go. ready. All right, sick, dude. All right, so the way that we're going to do this, guys, is. We're going to skip over the first few categories here. So down in the bottom, we have best esports, uh, event, coach, team, athlete, and game. Uh, that is not our field of expertise. So we're actually going to skip over those. Not we're not going to cover bag. those. Yeah, that's that's not our stuff. We're out of the esports realm. Uh, please, though, if you guys have uh, your choices. Uh, comment in the chat uh let us know on twitter we'd love to hear from you guys uh so what we are going to start off at is most anticipated game so garrett go ahead and type that up we'll do that and all i need you to do is just type in what we choose um so each one of these we're going to have a quick in-depth discussion and try to come to a mutual good kraken universal choice for each one of these categories so first off most anticipated game we have elden ring God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, they're calling it the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. 
Um, Dude, this now, is hard. Now, here's the deal. This today, Dude, I don't think it's that hard, actually. <laughs> today, we are doing good Kraken's picks. But next week, we're going to be talking about which ones we think are going to win. And those those are two very different things. So to start off here, this is for us. Devin, what is your vote? Well, for me, it's the McChicken. It no, is. Um, it is. You've got a McChicken <laughs> command so in I, the I, chat. I, I personally can only boil it down to two. Granted, this list is fucking fire because all of these games are going to do well. Like, we already know that, like, preemptively. Like, these these are the hype of most hype. It's kind of ridiculous that this is even an award in the first place, to tell you the truth. Sure. But hype, hype gets credit where it's due, right? Sure. So for me, I have two that I'm having a hard time picking between. Okay. And it's obviously Starfield, because I'm a Bethesda fanboy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or God of War Ragnarok. It's yeah. it's really yeah. hard for me, yeah. like yeah. Starfield, because that is me, you know, but God of War Ragnarok is the sequel to one of the best games I ever played, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, but be, because we're we're talking about us. Yeah. My my personal choice is God of War Ragnarok, I feel I I, I already know that it's going to win going into this. I just had to put out there. That if it was just me, it would be Starfield. Yeah. Garrick, what's your what's your pick here? Dude, neither of those games actually. I was you're picking up Elden Ring. Say you? Elden Ring, dude. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you're totally picking Elden yeah. Ring. Okay. Elden Ring. Okay, okay. So now oh, we have man. now we have to come to a general consensus here, right? So it's like of Starfield, Ragnarok, and Elden Ring, like which one can we agree on has a pretty mutual amount of hype between the three of us? Cause like I'm pre I'm pretty hype on Elden Ring, but of those three, Elden like if those three games came out in the same day, which one would you buy? So here's the problem. Ragnarok. Here's the problem. <laughs> yeah, here's yeah. the problem. Okay. Though. Okay. None of us have a PS5. I don't. I don't think that matters. Dude, I like. I, discounting I think, all that. Yeah. Just, like, just what do you want to see? If you had yeah. the availability to get it, which one are you just most fucking hyped on? Like they say, look, God of War Ragnarok or Starfield. It's right in front of you. Pick right now. You can play it. Let's go. Fuck. Here's, right. Here's the right, thing. Right. Okay. Here's the okay. thing. All right, all right. My my over analytical brain will look at both games. Right. Thirty hours. <laughs> 200 hours okay okay my okay. brain my fucking dumbass brain will do that yeah 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 now here's a deal though and, and no 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 i okay. i have okay. an answer okay though. okay i have all an right. answer all right. all right all right if if i'm going to pick it's going to be starfield day one game pass baby i don't have to buy it yeah 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 <laughs> okay okay I think because I think I think me and Garrick here are on the on the on the Ragnarok um, train, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but on the see, Ragnarok I, train. Preemptively, I already knew that GK would pick Ragnarok. I yeah. already knew that. Do, do do you well? Because I don't want to force you into a choice here. I I, I more so want to say like, do you have enough hype on it that you would be like, yeah, I feel like that's fair. I I I do. It's it's kind of middle of the road when it comes out of this whole list because it's it's not something that I will be able to play unless Sony pulls their heads out of their asses and starts 
coming out with their games on PC as well, because I, I think we're going to have even a hard time finding a PS5 this next year because the chip shortage is going to be going into 2023, possibly yeah. even 2024 at yeah. this point. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 like a lot of factors like that kind of weigh on me. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to just go buy a PS4 to play a lesser version of the game, even though I know that the first edition of the game ran great on PS4 and that's how I played it. You know, I just I don't it's it's a lot of stuff like that comes down on it. It kind of hunkers down on my hypeness of something when I know something like Starfield, I'll be able to play on, you know, six different platforms. Right. Day right, one. Right. No sure. problem. And for and sure. that's more hype to me. And like, I mean, fuck, I'm replaying Skyrim right now. I'm a Bethesda fanboy, dude. Yeah, I, I am know, that I guy know. that replays Skyrim every time they revamp it. You know, sure, I am that person. Sure. And so I'm, do you, I'm so proud do you, of that. <laughs> do you rebuke the choice of Ragnarok? Let's start there. I'm going to say Starfield. Starfield's my choice. OK, now, do you rebuke the choice of good Kraken's game being Ragnarok? No, but okay. my choice is Starfield. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's that's fair. I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure that we're meeting we'll in, in the middle here. That yeah, 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 but, yeah. But I will say Elden Ring is really promising. It is a multi-platform game. It is uh, multiplayer as well. And it is. Did they say it was crossplay? I'm pretty sure they said it was crossplay. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. But I uh, but I mean, Elden Ring, it's it's a Souls game. So I know that like there's it logistics. But Ch Chase in the chat says uh, what Starfield. I We can't get too deep into it, but it is a game that is going to be sort of Im imagine Fallout, but in space. Yeah, kind it's of, kind it, of actually the way that Todd Howard said it. It's Skyrim in space, Skyrim in space. There you go. Because, Skyrim, because, Skyrim, mm. Fallout and and space. There you go. That's yeah, all you need yeah. to know. But it's, uh, it's a more grounded exploratory. Like they said that the way that you explore space is going to be more on a quote unquote realistic front. So um, you have zero faith. We got to keep it pushing. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about this later. I'll yeah, yell at you. The <laughs> most anticipated is God of War, right? We're yes, calling God, it God we're going to do God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, now, I am have absolutely no problems with Starfield being second because that definitely is my second most anticipated for sure. Dude, because it, I'm, it, I'm very excited to see it. Be so I know. It's good. Chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. I can't uh, wait. Next is best debut indie. Now, Big ads here. We have a lot of these games that are nominated that we have not personally played individually. I do want to make sure that we put note here that we are going to be conscious of what the Metacritic and overall popular opinion has been on these games and things that we've heard from other people if we have not heard that or played that game ourselves. So best debut. So best debut indie. We have The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Sable, and Valheim. Garrick, what is your pick here? Uh, dude, this is super tough. I have, I am very torn between Kena, Bridge of Spirits, and Valheim. Okay, Devin, what are your votes? Or um, votes? I have, I have one vote because I've actually played three of these. I've done the Forgotten City, uh, but it originally was a Skyrim mod. I played the Skyrim mod version of it before it went standalone um i played sable and i played the artful escape i am going to go with the artful escape that's because be that game my vote as well fucking wholesome 
It's, it's emotional. It's, it's beautiful. It's great. It's yeah. a beautiful ass game. It speaks to me as a musician, too, and somebody right. who loves guitar. Right. It is so. a very good game. Now, I'm assuming, Garrick, you haven't played Artful Escape, right? No, I'm not. From, um, so I've played I've played Kena, Sable, and Valheim. I have not played the Forgotten okay. City or the Artful Escape. Okay. Artful Escape is on Game Pass. I fucking recommend it. It's a short game, too. It's like, yeah, six Six yeah, hours. six, seven hours. It took me about seven yeah. hours. Yeah, um, it, it it's beautiful. It's really cool. It was designed by an ex musician. Uh, so all of it in of that game is just just well made for anyone that has a personal experience with being a musician in their life. Very, very mm-hmm. good. Um, now, mm-hmm. we obviously have a situation where Garrick has not played this game at all. Um, Garrick, have you heard about this game at all? No, but honestly, like just with the two to one consensus like on you guys, I'm not going to refute that. Okay. And we, like, especially if it's very a, mu- a music based game, I'd probably enjoy it too. If I got my hands on it, I bet. Okay, sure. Uh, do you guys kind of want to do a, a majority vote kind of thing to keep it easy so that we don't yeah. have to dive too deep? Yeah, I'm okay, okay. with that. Yeah, okay, there's, cool. there's three of us. That's perfect. That's honestly. That's All right, let's keep it pushing. Then next content creator of the year. Um, now here's the deal. I personally kind of want to skip this one because I only know anything about Fuzzly. I don't know anything about. I'm any kind of, of the same way, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's. We'll go ahead and skip this one because we have no we have no skin in this game. So I, I we'll nope. go ahead and skip this no one skin. as well. Um, next up, then we actually have best multiplayer. Now let's try to pop through these very very quickly because we're all, we've only gotten three categories. We're already like <laughs> fucking ten minutes. Yeah. In. So um, yeah. uh, best multiplayer: Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise. New World and Valheim. I'm going to give my vote first and say it takes two. Uh, I'm going to go with Knockout City. Okay. It takes two. Yeah. It takes two. It takes two has just gotten so much fucking love. Like when it came out, I I legitimately heard people say this is the best multiplayer game they've ever played. Ever played, dude. That game's, it's a fucking religious experience. I won't even like sugar. It's, it's, Whew, one yeah. of the best games I've ever played ever. Yeah. Like yeah. ever. Okay. okay. Now I do also want to say that knockout city deserves some love because Devin knows we played the shit out of this game. I love that game. It was, it was a real cool fucking multiplayer game, dude. It was a real fucking good multiplayer game. I have it like knockout city got me super sweaty in the multiplayers again. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it got me super sweaty. You were you were disgusting to play Knockout City with some nights. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty bad, dude. Oh, dog is just out here just. <laughs> Which, by the sweaty. way, we should play that game again. We should sometime. play that. We should play that fucking game. Oh again. yeah, it'll be a fucking yeah. good time. It's gonna be a good time. All right. Yeah. So our winner is going to be. It takes two on that one. Majority vote there. Uh, next up, we got best sports and racing game. And this is going to be uh, uh, Formula One 2021, FIFA 22, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Riders Republic. This has to go to Forza, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, this has to go. As to much as I want to say Riders because I played it and I love it, Forza just seems the, like the only real choice. Have you played it yet, right, Derek? Right. I have not. My PC doesn't really like to keep up the, with the fidelity. It makes it it makes it run a little warm. It's yeah. just the accolade that's been getting, dude. Like, period. That's oh, I've been, yeah. 
I haven't I've even touched seen, it myself. Dude, or no, the, download it. I've seen the photo it. mode, and no joke, the photo mode alone like makes it worth mm-hmm. something because that mm-hmm. shit's real life. I'm sorry, you know, it's just real life. I will give Sony a lot of credit for like pushing photo modes into games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because, you know, ingenuity breeds competition on either side. Yep. Look what fucking playground games did with that shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not only is it just a really fun, stress free racing game. Like I was just having this conversation with uh, Xander the other day about this because it is a zero stress game. Like it just that's what's so appealing about the game. It eliminates all stress, especially when we play like Halo and other shit like that. But they took real world images and put it into the game and did 12K camera mapping, satellite mapping of all the environments and put it into the game. It's absolutely fucking amazing. It's wild. So lock and load uh, voted for B4B for the uh, for the multiplayer one for our last choice. B4B is a really solid game. I just don't know. I can't one. I can't say it. It it stands. It stands against it takes two or or knockout city. It's maybe I'd I'd maybe maybe personally take B4B over knockout. Maybe. But I with with enough convincing for B is is really fun. The B4B formula has just been done before. Like and like, yeah. It takes two excels because it takes like the classic. It literally that game feels like sitting on the couch with your siblings on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. It does. Playing some like that's what that game feels like. And it it, it is. That's why that's why it wins. Like it just it captures that co-op essence perfectly. Speaking of Saturday morning. We should do that. (laughs) <laughs> next up we got best sim and strategy game uh so our nominees here are age of empires 4 evil genius 2 world domination humankind inscription and microsoft flight simulator i'm going microsoft flight simulator flight sim for sure yeah, yeah. flight simulator as well yeah that game it, got a it, lot of fucking love when it came out dude yeah. holy shit Say, same thing as forza it's just like Microsoft's technology and using that satellite imagery to make yeah. a video game Incredible. is like they're next to nobody in those regards. They are definitely leading the charge in that. I'm just now seeing Xander in the chat. Fun fact, my PC just crashed. and I was just about to export my edit from tonight. Oh, Xander, baby. Xander. I know. Xander's been going through the struggle bus, dog. Did Xander's- you order that new CPU? Yeah, let us know, Xander. Let us know. Next up, we have best family game. So we have It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, and WarioWare Get It Together. I'm going to go with Mario Party Superstars because Mario Party games have historically always been great like experiences for families and friends because you can get like eight people together Yeah, when it comes to like Pokemon Snap is a single player experience. Same with Super Mario 3D World. WarioWare is kind of similar to Mario Party. And It Takes Two is a duos experience. So, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if I can give give It Takes Two as a family game because I, I've... I've seen and heard that there's some very not family stuff in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I actually thought it was kind of funny that it was in this category. So I have been playing this uh, game through with one of my very best friends, Gio. And like 
Also, the game does better if you play it with somebody close, like for real. Like, I mean that. Yeah. Play it with okay. somebody close. Me and Devin, um, let's go, baby. But, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's not family friendly, dude. I was going to say yeah, Pokemon yeah. Snap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, w- I would li- love to be able to say Pokemon Snap, but it just did not get the reviews that, that it needed to be a legitimately good game. So my vote here is going to go to Mario Party Superstars as well. Um, I, I've watched a lot of gameplay, a lot of uh, Let's Play videos, a lot of just like party night videos of Mario Party Superstars, and all of them looked lit. I'm here for it. Um, you guys will have to play it with me. Something you got you got access to a Switch, right, Garrick? Yeah, I have a Switch. Yeah, we should all play get Mario Party and play it together. We should. I'm I'll down. Find, I'll find always a way. down. Ernell, you can just you can just come over. Ernell, you can just come over. Couch co op. Right, yeah. Bet. Bet. All right. Yeah. Next up, best fighting game. We've got Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hino- Hinokama Chronicles, Kami. Hinokami. Hinokami Chronicles, uh, Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood Type Lumina. I've never even heard of that game. Uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl and Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. Um, so my vote here is going to go for Guilty Gear Strive because I saw a lot of people talk about how cool of a fighting game this was. I haven't played a single one of these but I really like the Demon Slayer show, so I'm going to go with Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Haiba, the Hinokami Chronicles. Garrick, what would your vote for here be? Um, I'm actually going to go with Demon Slayer as well, just because it's uh, it, it it actually was really well reviewed, despite being like a Bandai Namco fighting game, which they're like their Bandai Namco's like historic flops yeah 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 and so they they did a really good job capturing like the art style and like the scenes from the anime in this game and i think fans were overall happier with this than they have been in other releases okay it's just tough because guilty gear got a lot of people really wanted to see that game succeed dude the roster's like incomplete as fuck it's got like 10 fighters yeah no and so like it's true and then, like everybody was har- was pretty hype about like uh, the Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl, but it just I haven't seen nothing, no Big coverage flop. on it since Big this release, dude. It's bad. Yeah. So, it's bad. All right, Demon Slayer. I'm gonna go is. with Demon Slayer. Yep. Yeah, and Demon Slayer does have seven out of tens across the board. It's yeah. got a seventy percent on Metacritic as well. Yeah. Demon Slayer, it is. Next up, best role playing. We have Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Ballsy. Okay. Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei 5, and Tales of Arise. So I've only played one of these, and that's Cyberpunk. Okay. It's fair. So is Cyberpunk your vote then? It's hard. Um I wanna, I, I've heard I've heard great things about Scarlet Nexus, and I've been meaning to jump into that game. Um I'm going to put my vote for Shin Megami Tensei 5 because this game has been getting nothing but love, especially as a Shin Megami Tensei game. Uh, this I've seen so many good feelings about it. I've seen a lot of diehard Shin Megami Tensei fans just shit on this game because they're toxic as fuck. But uh, Shin Megami Tensei is always a really good choice, being one of the very historically fucking first most beloved fucking games that are like it. That gets my vote for this one yeah yeah um dude it's it's hard for me to say honestly um hmm i can't i can't i 
There's, I'm there's... not voting for Cyberpunk. I can't yeah, just on yeah. principle. I, Dude, yeah, I can't. Period, like, period. even if it is on the list, like, I just, it doesn't, I don't feel like they've earned anything. I think, I like, this, this feels like a cut them some slack sort of, like, you know, thing. you know, like, <laughs> you know what I think is going to win. And I'm just going to go off of personal no, experience no, no. with the franchise next week. No, no, because of my personal experience so, with the franchise, because I've only played one game out of this. And I have a feeling that Garrick is going to say, the same thing about what game is going to win. I'm going to go with Monster Hunter Rise. That is also going to be my vote as Monster Hunter Rise. All right. All right. Uh, That's our choice. Dude, Monster Hunter Rise got it, it's that one's actually a little controversial for fans of the franchise just because it's not as pretty and clean looking as Monster Hunter World because, well, one's a Switch title and the other one's a PlayStation like Xbox PC title. And uh, but dude, I put like a hundred hours into that game in the first month. Like no, no second thoughts. Mm-hmm. No. All right. Like, All right. Cool. Monster on the rise. It is next up. We have best action adventure. It's going to be Marvel's guardians of the galaxy, Metroid dread, psychonauts Two, ratchet and clank rift apart and resident evil village. RE eight, baby. RE eight, baby. Let's fucking go. What you got, Garrick? What's your pick? Uh, so I'm going to say Guardians because that's the one I've got the most experience with. But I definitely I haven't had a chance to get into RE8 yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. So it's fantastic. I'll concede that. So. Let, let me it, it, uh, your your wife's into horror, right? Yeah, super big into yeah. horror. Me too. You should you should get this game and play it with her. Like have her like because yeah. it is it is extremely cinematic. We played Until Dawn together. Yeah, I I recommend it. I recommend it. Definitely, definitely worth it. I did that with my partner, Sierra. Her and I um, played the game together. I only played it when she was there and it yes, was worth you it. Did. Yes, you did. Yeah. All right. R8 cool. So best action adventure, R8. Yes, sir. Best action game is up next. Uh, Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6 and Returnal. I have, have to. I have to give this to Deathloop. Yeah, Deathloop. like it's be, so fun. Now, there's going to be reasons for this, but I think I think Deathloop definitely earns this one at the very, very least. Deathloop earns this one. I mean, it's I, I watched so much gameplay of it because I wasn't able to play it. And like this game deserves some love. This game is fucking beautiful, dude. Like, it's so good. Yeah, it is yeah. so good. I, I, I didn't beat it. I got pretty far. Because I, I couldn't stream it because the game is demanding um, and I have it on PC, but it is so good, guys. Uh, the, the world building is excellent. The character interaction, especially between the main character and Julia, is mm. f- fucking unlo- like this real. I streamed it to Ernell, just the opening of the game yeah, in Discord. And just the banter between the characters is amazing. Excellent. And excellent. And with it being a um a, a rogue light style game you think that you have to be careful and watch all your corners and this and that which you kind of do but the game really rewards you for just going in guns blazing and fucking it, everybody up it plays it plays sort of like a rogue like bioshock which yeah, is cool which like i'm here for it dude i'm so here well, for it what do you expect from the studio that did dishonored Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to skip over best VR AR because none of us have any experience of VR uh, mm. on a 
elongated level, I'm sure. So next is innovation and accessibility. We have Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Veil Shadow of the Crown. Um, simply just based off what Garrick said, I'm giving this to Guardians. I'm, I'm going to go with Forza Horizon 5 because the very first thing when you open up the game is an accessibility accessibility menu. You don't even have to look for it. It's the very, very first thing as soon as you start the game. And it has everything from uh, text to speech. Um, it has the functions for the uh, the Microsoft Adaptive Controller for accessibility and everything. Mm. And it's the very, very first thing you see is that. It's, it doesn't even go to a cinematic or a title screen or anything. It just puts you right there. Um, you know, colorblind mode, all that stuff. So I'm going to go with Forza Horizon 5 for that reason alone. Okay. Garrick, what's your vote here? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Guardians on that one. I'm going to double down on Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it, go, it goes to say, like, the... The other three games, I'd never even fucking heard of The Veil. I, I'm shocked that this game is in this. I, I got to check this out if it's getting a fucking nomination here. But uh, Ratchet and Clank and Far Cry 6, I heard very little on their accessibility. And, uh, yeah, and Steve, I didn't hear Steve, the blind gamer, is a dude that I like connect with all the time about accessibility stuff. And uh, <clears throat> and he talked a lot about Guardians of the Galaxy. And he talked a lot about Forza. Um, and that always deserves to get some love. Uh, I will give it to Guardians just because I feel like Forza has had far less talk about accessibility uh, that I've seen. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Guardians. Okay. And then next up here, we have best community support. Uh, this is <laughs> wild. Dude, this is I feel like this is so easy for me. Apex Legends. Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14 Online, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. We want to say that at the same time? Want to say that at the same time? You guys uh, are going to fucking say Destiny, huh? No. Three, two, Final Fantasy 14. one. Final Fantasy 14. Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's it, dude. This this game's gotten so much love this year, dude. Like, it's dude, absurd. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know we moved on from it already. Uh -huh. But uh, I do want to note that Forza Horizon 5 has accessibility where they have on screen interpretation of ASL as well. They do. They definitely do. And that does That's that right. does give them some credit. That gives them a lot of fucking credit. Um, I have had heard, though, that Guardians just has slightly more universal options as far as like audio and and uh, and mm -hmm. sight uh, options. And that was yeah, kind of more they so have, what I was leaning. They have into. game. They have gameplay, like actual mechanic tailoring that you can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Final Fantasy fourteen online, we can all sort of agree like, this game absolutely. deserves uh, absolutely. it. As, as, as a player, community, Final Fantasy. who wishes I don't even play that game. Yeah, I wish I had more time to play that game because that is a game that all three of us could play together and actually love. And I've put, I've sunk about forty hours into that game, and I still haven't beaten the main line. Well, I, I actually ha had to turn off my subscription for right now. Yeah, our our very own Wreck It Raven, uh, they have been playing the fuck out of this game. Yeah. And like our our homeboy Michael Hyam, he plays the fuck out of this game. Like I've just been over the course of this year, have been seeing such a massive increase in love for mm -hmm. this for this damn game. There's no way this this wasn't it 
it's not going to win it for us. Like, absolutely, this game fucking deserves that. Um, fuck, yes. fuck Fortnite. Uh, anyway, I, I, <laughs> I played fuck pretty Fortnite. much every game on that list too, and I'm going to say Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Next up, best mobile game. Um, okay. Well, we might have to talk a little bit. Uh, Fantasian, Genshin Impact. League of Legends, Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolution, and Pokemon Unite. I'm going to go with Genshin because it it plays the best out of all those, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to go with Genshin as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Genshin's also going to be my vote. I feel like Pokemon Unite's a close second because it got mm-hmm. really popular really fast, but Genshin's just... that Dude, that game has just been plucking along since just release. Trucking like a train, dude. Also, yep. Pokemon Unite uh, kind of, like, really died down in its player base, like, because it's such a specific type of game. Um, I feel like Genshin Impact niche. has more of a... Un- yeah, just, just a little bit too niche. I feel like Genshin Impact just has a higher amount of like mm. returning players that that genuinely love the game yeah. um, and uh and uh pokemon unite mobas just not my cup of tea personally sure yeah that's fair and i know yeah. i know that there's that there is a fan base for it um but i feel like genshin impact just has a much wider fan base mm-hmm. uh uh so it's 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 gonna be wild it's gonna be wild uh halo this is a long podcast for us we are we are dishing in i think we'll we'll probably p- skip our post show for today so we can burn through this and get through our last few categories mm-hmm. here so next up best indie you got 12 minutes death's door inscription kina bridge of spirits and loop hero uh death's door is my best door yeah, yeah death's door straight up that game i i never beat it that game is so I, I got fucking good dude another it's like another game i got halfway through that i just had to put down because of all these other things and dude i hundred percented it dude it's, i, I it know you so, did so and good. i <laughs> fucking hey so i want to i, I have no life that game now I, it's i now need it's, to finish it god damn it i need to finish it it's it's not to oh, say really? that kina doesn't deserve some some love here either but i mm-hmm. i honestly like as far as best indie I feel like Death's Door deserves this while Kina mm-hmm. deserves some more in a different direction. I feel like this this is the award that Death's Door needs to win this year. Yeah. Death's absolutely. Door is more of a true indie than, yeah. than Kina, Kina, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, Kina's, Kina's closer to a double A, almost a triple A. But like right, Death's Door right. is like a really small, you know, it's digital devolver. So, yeah, I I I, I feel like Kina belongs in a place of of storytelling and and art direction i feel like that's absolutely that's where it belongs i do want to give credit to 12 minutes as well i i I do have to give it some love uh i i have i i have to give it to someone else though because 12 minutes just has Mm -hmm. so much about it that i can see being too divisive um and death's door was pretty just universally agreed upon to be a fucking good game just so um, yeah smooth so fucking smooth dude anyways that store is our choice next up oh, yeah. we have best ongoing with apex legends final fantasy 14 fortnite genshin impact and call of duty warzone i i for me it boils down to two in this and i want to say either apex or ff14 and the only reason why I say that is because Apex keeps pulling me back in and keeps my my. Oh, my goodness. Esco Esco gifted the sub <laughs> to our boy, Ryan. We love you, Esco. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so uh, much. De- Devin, I would have to agree with you. Uh, my, I would be torn on Final Fantasy 14 online and Apex. Uh, I feel like Apex just keeps 
just keeps throwing the punches, dude. Mm-hmm. They they just they keep throwing the punches, man. It's tight. Since we gave one to I'm FF, I almost want to say FF14. I want to say FF14 again even. Oh, I, I would too. I I feel like I feel like between these two categories though, this would be the one for Apex and the better community yeah. would be for Final Fantasy 14. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I would like, agree with that one 100%. I feel like Final uh, you know, Square listens to their community a lot more than the other uh, developers did and publishers. Yeah. Where Apex is dude, it's just my my roommate plays it every day too. Like every yeah. single yeah. Yeah. day. Let's like, go. They, Asko says I have to head off gentlemen my poor old Chromebook cannot take multiple tabs of you and LinkedIn and indeed we love you Asko thank you so much we appreciate your support every time you take it easy Apex is our choice majority win I'm gonna go with Apex Apex on this one all right sounds good um next up we have games for impact uh so for a thought-provoking game the pro social meaning or message uh this is before your eyes Good game. Good game. Boyfriend Dungeon. Chicory, a colorful tale. Life is strange, true colors and no longer home. I feel like there's two that are very important on this list, and that would be before your eyes and life is strange, true colors. Chicory has some stuff in there, too, that uh, that I, I played a bit of Chicory. Um, that's very reminiscent to dialogue around depression um mm-hmm. and and so I, I do feel like chicory has a place here boyfriend dungeon had some shit in it that was actually v- very much got some heat in that game because there was some like yeah. talk about one of the characters being a fucking oh, yeah. creep and like it was a little bit traumatic for some players so right for me oh man i'm torn between before your eyes and life is strange i feel like chicory does have a place here but like the impact of life is strange and having just had just played before your eyes the other day, that game had me feeling some kind of fucking way, dude, but life is strange has really good dialogue talking about being aware of your emotions and being aware of other people's emotions and how that affects other people. Mm -hmm. And like, but before your eyes talks a lot about like appreciating your life and the things that you have, like there's, there's a lot of really good dialogue between these two. What are your guys vote? Um, I, I haven't played any of these personally, but I think just like through discussion and what I've heard about all these games, I'm going to go with before your eyes, because that seems like a much more emotional impact moment that just kind of makes you reflect on your own life, you know? Okay. So I'm going to go with that. All right. Garrick. I am going to give my vote to Life is Strange. Fuck, you guys going to make me the tiebreaker? Fuck! Fuck! Oh, damn it. You've played yeah, both of these games. Cool. You've played both of these I know, games. I did no. play both these games. You deserve I know, I know. to be the tiebreaker. I know, I know. My vote's going to go for Before Your Eyes. It has All to right. be, dude. That that game made me feel some kind of fucking way, dude, the other night. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. It, it, des- it deserves it. I'm going to call you guys bawling at like 3 a.m. I finished! What do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking basically, dude. All right. Next up, we have best performance. Uh, Word to an individual for voiceover, acting, motion, and or performance capture. We have Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange, True Colors. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo from Far Cry 6. Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn from Deathloop. 
Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village, and Ozioma Akaga as Juliana Blake from Deathloop. I'm going to go with Ozioma. Don't even have to think about it. Really? Yeah, really? Juliana is wonderful. Garrick? Uh, I was going to say Maggie Roberts. Mariette. Maggie Robertson? Okay, okay. Yeah, Robertson, excuse me. Okay, okay. Uh, that's hard because my vote would go for Giancarlo Esposito. But I haven't played Far Cry 6. Oh, so I, I have no it idea is, how it is. It's Giancarlo, is. dog. It's Giancarlo it's Esposito, dog. though. Yeah, right. but that, that's that's just a given. It's, it's like it's like you're going to go for the popular vote or you're going to go for some somebody new who actually did an amazing job. I mean, Ozioma did do a fucking good job, though. Like, she did a fucking good job in Deathloop, dude. Like, uh, just over all the videos I've seen and, like, how she express, like, how she handles voice acting was mm-hmm. superb. Like, her character is so fucking well done in Deathloop, dude. Even more mm-hmm. so than Colt, honestly. And, like, that's why I'm going for Ozioma, because Colt is interesting, but Juliana is way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'm sorry, Gary. I got to give it to Ozioma. I got to give it to Oziyama. Okay, like she's, right. she's I'll, so good. She's I'll so good, it. dude. And, she's so good. I do want to say all of these folks did great jobs. I've only seen Giancarlo's uh, performance just through some trailers and some first looks and stuff like that. I have not played Far Cry 6 yet. I usually play those games when they come out with the uh, their game of the year editions with all yeah. the DLC. Yeah. That's when I play Far Cry. So, well. I'll be checking it out sometime soon. I promise you all that. Yeah. Next up, we have best audio design with uh, recognizing the best in in-game audio and sound design, starting with Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. I am going to go with Forza because everything about that game just is pure bliss to me and a serotonin boost. Um, and if you like cars and you tune the cars, you hear the difference and all that stuff. And from it varies from vehicle to vehicle as well. I felt like they did a good job capturing that. Not only just that, though, but just the way that your car sounds on terrain as well, going from sand to dirt to jungles to water to streets, you know, concrete, all that stuff. It's it's you can tell the difference between all of it. So I'm, I'm going to go with Forza and not only that, but the soundtrack is fucking fire. So I am actually going to put my vote towards RE8 on this one, but you haven't oh. played in it. my experience. You don't need in to. My ex- you don't need to. See, I, t- here's the thing though. Like in my experience, horror video games, audio design have always been a cut above. Yeah, because because it's an immersive point for them. And Resident Evil has always kind of been that franchise that sets the bar. And uh, Resident Evil 7's audio design was like insanely good. Yeah, Biohazards was really good. I am I am going to say that Resident Evil Village in comparison to Biohazard was not that great because a lot of it was very just sort of like just what you needed to be. There were a couple parts of the game that did have really good sound design, but overall I have watched a lot of gameplay of Forza. Um, and I do feel like that just the concept of like 
the games being able to be fine or the cars, sorry, excuse me, being able to be fine tuned and getting different results of how each car individually sounds, I think is is alone enough to to put itself above the rest. So that will be my vote. All right. Cool. Best audio design Forza five. Dude, Forza yes, Horizon five. When you guys oh, play yeah, Forza, right. put those over ears on and just listen to the 3D audio. It is love me some good. It is audio. so good, dude. It is so good. That's all, right. all I gotta say. We're we're burning time. Let's get through it, boys. We got five left. Best score in music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. So first off, we got the Artful Escape. Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant version 0.1.22474487139. We we all we already know who wins here. Guardians. We already know. Exactly. Guardians, Guardians, Guardians. of the Galaxy. It's Guardians for, down, sure, for sure. It's fucking Guardians. I've heard I haven't even lots. played it and I know it's Guardians. It channel it channels it so hard. Yeah. The soundtrack's so good. Well, that, so good. Honestly, when I've seen people talk about Guardians, one of the first things I've heard them talk about is the facial expressions, like how all the art looks in the game, and two, mm. the score and music. Um, and Dude, yeah, when you're just chilling in the Milano and like Tainted Love by Soft Cells just fucking bopping in the background, <laughs> you're just like, oh yeah, dog. I like, you, I mean, soundtracks, like you can't have Star Lord without a soundtrack. You Period. Can't. Period. You, you can't. Period. So like, yeah, it's yeah. Guardians. Yeah, that makes sense. Next up, best art direction. For outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. First up, we have The Artful Escape, Deathloop, Kina Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I am so fucking torn on this one because I feel like it is a split between Kina and Ratchet and Clank here. Dude, you can't discredit Psychonauts or The Artful Escape. I mean, art is in the name of Escape. It is. I just think I think that uh, I think I that Ratchet and so Clank stylized, though, that that's not going to be in for everybody pick by default. Yeah, well, that, I, that's that's why I stepped away from Deathloop, because I feel like Deathloop is very heavily stylized because it's the same developers mm-hmm. as as Dishonored and it's got very similar artistic style. I feel like Kina and Ratchet and Clank more specific. I might be leaning towards Ratchet and Clank here because I feel like but, that game being a PS5 introduction to what next gen is supposed to look like looked extravagant. This fucking game looked so goddamn beautiful. I am going to go with Psychonauts 2, and that's purely because Ratchet and Clank is a longstanding franchise that is just a polished version of the same art style that they've been doing for a long time. I mean, they did things differently, though. It's like that, like there, you can see each individual further ears are moving with the wind, like the the lightning texture, even that you're seeing that thumbnail is like consistent across the board. The weapons look really but fucking cool. Like there's, there's so much in this game that looks that's good. not direction. That's fidelity. Direction. That's, a, that's direction. part of it. That's that's why it says but that. direction is like is like the art itself and like what it encompasses in like For outstanding creative and or technical achievement. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna go with Psychonauts too. That's that's my pick, Garrick. I was gonna say Kina Bridge of Spirits. Fuck, fuck, boys. We got a split here. We got a fucking three way split, split here. Here, here's my deal. Okay, Garrick, sell me on Kina because I'm kind I'm kind of on the Kina story, but sell me on it here. So what, what about this? The reason deserves art. I feel like this stands out 
in for best art direction is it took a safe concept that borrows heavily on like it like it's heavily inspired by like almost a Pixar art style mm-hmm. and they took that they took that Pixar centric art and they molded it into this beautifully dark world and so there's this contrast that like just it's very the world looks very organic it's very woodsy but it like it's like it almost it it molded and almost captured and morphed like just disney pixar's and they morphed it into this beautiful dark fantasy like asian culturally directed game like that's it's just i felt like it was just so fresh it it felt very different than anything i played art style this year like it just felt different it looked different it was eye candy I, I'm watching a video of it right now, and it actually yeah. is gorgeous. That's that's why it was so beyond gorgeous. It. It's yeah. like it's like simply beautiful. Like it yeah. didn't add. It didn't have to add a bunch of extra details and tons of bloom and make the world feel How full. It's just game, like this dude? beautiful. It it's just this beautiful simple aesthetic, and like, but it's so grounded in that aesthetic that everything just feels right in that game. It, it reminds me uh, very much of um, like uh, like DreamWorks animation, actually. Yeah. 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 And that, that like that line between DreamWorks and Pixar between the two, it, like, it blends yeah. those very well. Before I make a final choice here, okay. I do want to put it out there for Psychonauts because like the whole point of that game is exploring people's minds and dealing yeah. with mental health and the different stages of people's minds is the different levels. Like one level will be really happy, go lucky. And the next level will be really dark and depressing sure. and stuff like that. Sure. And I thought they took a really good uh, approach on that to showing the state of someone's mind yeah. inside those levels and like where they're at and changing the art for each stage. It is very different. It, Kind of like uh, like Paper Mario. When you get to different stages, the art's different. But this is more yeah. on an emotional level. Um, that's sure. that's why I originally picked that because it, it's extreme. It's an extremely vibrant game that deals with a ton of different color palettes and a ton of different settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, based on what I know, I'm probably gonna have to go off Kina. Just just knowing that that was one of my two picks here, I'm gonna have to go on Kina. Yeah. Do, do you bow I, to Kina, Devin? I do. It it is very, although I have not played it, it is very deserving just in the sense that it straight up just looks like a Pixar slash DreamWorks animation yeah feature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on here. Next we have best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Deathloop, it takes two, Life of Strange True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. This is a really tough call on this, this a, one. This is it is. <laughs> this is a very hard one. Um, oh boy! Three of these, all dealing with mental health. Oh, yes, man. yes, very much so. Um, but also like one talking about relationships and relationship dynamics. One talking about uh, not dying. <laughs> I'll be the first person to kind of cast my vote here, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give this one. It takes two. I'm going to give this one to Life is Strange because I think this is the award it deserves. I haven't played either of those games. 
so it's hard for me to even pick. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, there. I've played Deathloop and I've played Psychonauts. I do want to vote for Psychonauts. But you guys aren't going to vote for it. I already know that. So for for this one, no. But I think that there's talk for Psychonauts. There's space for Psychonauts, too, in the next last two categories. OK. Um, so here's the thing. I have not played Life is Strange. I have not played It Takes Two. He's just gonna good old yep. fucking coin to flip. Huh? You're gonna give it to yep, Faye, we're doing huh? a coin flip. All right, all right, all right. All right. Flip Life it. is strange gets heads. Okay. It takes two, gets tails. All right. Give it to us. Fair enough. It takes two. Just, just. Oh, you put it away. Oh, Damn it. Yeah. Damn, it was. It takes two. It takes it two. Was. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. It takes two. It is Garrick. Throw it down. Takes two. I'll I'll bow to that. I feel like it takes two has gotten enough love. It it deserves it. Mm. I, the I relationship do... narrative is really deserving. There's honestly there's some shit in that game that hits really home for me. I I I would go. I would venture to say that it takes two has had more conversation around its narrative than Life is Strange has. So mm. I I I can I could easily bow to that one. All right, last two boys. We're there. We're already at uh, two hours here, so let's fucking do it. So Good, before, job. Good job, guys. So before <laughs> we go into these last two, just to give you guys and people at home some information here, best direction, best game direction, is typically what they give to game of the year second place. So keep that in mind. So best game direction usually goes to the game that they don't intend to win game of the year. Best game direction. Awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. We have Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So first I off, for, firstly, just real quick, I want to say that Ratchet and Clank is not the winner of this whatsoever. Um, nope. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. I, nope. Yeah, this that game does not win this at all. Um the other four, though, I would next up take off. It takes two. I I feel like best that this one would either go to Deathloop, Returnal, or Psychonauts two. For best game direction, I am gonna cast a vote in on Deathloop. Okay, Devin. Oh, it's between Deathloop and Psychonauts for me. Mm. It really is. Mm. Um, yeah. Because Deathloop to me is a better Returnal. Um, oh, 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 fighting words! All right, all right, yeah. all right, for sure. Hey, for hey, sure. For for now, they're both PlayStation exclusive. Sure, you know, sure, sure. But um, sure. But that's just my my feelings on it. So, do you want me to cast my with, vote first? With with direction, especially for the emphasis on the story. And the stylized uh, look of it, I'm gonna go with Psychonauts. Mm, 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 okay, okay, okay. It 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 hit me more on an emotional level than Deathloop did. Deathloop is cool, but Psychonauts connects with you more. Sure, sure. Um, this yeah, this is hard because Deathloop did something really fucking cool with its gameplay. Um, mm -hmm. It was extremely innovative, utilizing the time loop like roguelike 
like mm-hmm. in its sort of gameplay like style, Psychonauts Two is a like very good sequel to a classic video game. Um, I just uh, it's God, it's, it's hard. Man. It's hard. It's hard because it because, hard. because I feel like between the two, Deathloop does more new stuff, but Psychonauts like goes to some places it psychonauts is very writing on its narrative it's very very writing on its narrative it's but i Tim feel like schaefer yeah no exactly yeah like psychonauts 2 is very 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 heavily writing on the fact that it has a good narrative but Deathloop has just one it had extremely good marketing had a beautiful setup for how its gameplay like cycle is it's hard it's a hard choice now, here i don't want you guys to think me picking Psychonauts for this and not Deathloop is a diss on Deathloop because I think Deathloop, especially for its gameplay and its ability and how fun it is and the voice acting has another place that it could possibly win at. Okay. So for me, okay. it's the McChicken, the original <laughs> chicken sandwich. No, no, really, it's it's Psychonauts for for that one. Just just for me. Um, so as as the tiebreaker here, I have to give this one to Psychonauts because I don't I don't feel like Psychonauts is quite game of the year, um, mm-hmm. but I do think it deserves this one. I do think it deserves this one. So mm-hmm. we're gonna give this one officially to Psychonauts too. Boys, we got one oh, last buddy. category. It's been a long two hours. It's been wild. Zane said, wow, Devin, it unfollows. <laughs> oh, All it right. doesn't work for replies. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> I got you, Devin. I got you. I got you. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Lastly, I had that ladies, for dinner last night. <laughs> ladies, ladies, thens and gents, we have Game of the Year. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. We have Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. I have two picks. Okay. And the, and and these are two games that I've played. I have two picks. All right. It's either for me, it's either Deathloop or Resident Evil Village. Okay. Okay. Garrick, what are your picks? Uh, dude, I literally just one for me. Honestly, I thought this was actually a really easy choice. Uh, it takes two hands down. Really? Okay. And, hands, hands down, dude. That okay. is just the most raw fun I've had playing a video game. I think in like over a decade, just pure bliss. Okay. Okay. Um. So I have three. I have three picks here. And that's Deathloop, It Takes Two, and Psychonauts 2. I don't think Resident Resident Evil Village was my personal favorite game of the year. I don't think it's good enough to stand up against the other three. Uh, Resident Mm -hmm. Evil Village was not without fault. Um, Mm -hmm. It it did have a couple things it could have done better. I personally feel Biohazard if it had the same graphical fidelity that Resident Evil Village had, um, it would have been better. Biohazard would have been easily would have won this for me. Uh, um, Biohazard is a better Resident Evil. 
It is a better Resident Evil game. Yes, it very much is. I feel like Resident Evil Village was riding on the hype of Lady Dimitrescu um, Mm -hmm. and how they marketed that shot itself in the foot. Um, So Deathloop, it takes two and Psychonauts. I, I feel like Psychonauts winning the last category sort of gave my vote to that. I feel like mm-hmm. Psychonauts is good in direction. So my my thing here is Deathloop and it takes two. It's I, tough, man. There's been there's been some good sleeper games this year. Like maybe not yeah. as big and as hype as like the, the year we got like Red Dead Redemption 2 and Days Gone sure, and God sure, of War. Like sure. yeah. but this has been a good solid year. Like I don't feel like any choice here is a bad choice. Yeah. I mean, gaming just keeps getting better and better. Like, yeah. let's be real like yeah, um it's, it's i the... i since i since i put as two i think i'm gonna finalize my vote especially off of what you said or no and i'm gonna go with death loop gonna go with death loop okay so we got yep. death loop and we got it takes two so i gotta be the tiebreaker again tiebreaker yep. again <sighs> death loop is just fun man it's got a compelling story it's it's kind of got a noir style mystery that you're trying to figure out because you have amnesia uh, the gunplay is exceptional. Uh, the powers are really fun. And well, uh, the, okay. The so banter between the characters is also great. And it's also a great looking game, too. It is. And it takes two also looks great. And it's got wonderful mm-hmm. character dialogue. It's very, very wholesome as fuck. Um, it talks about a lot of really important shit. I, I do. I do feel like both of these games are deserving of this. Um Absolutely. My thing is I I feel like oh god, it's fuck, this is hard, man. This is hard, dude. This is fucking hard, man. Go with your gut. I I think it has to be Deathloop. I think it has to be Deathloop. Uh and here's why. It's again, it's both of these games are deserving. Um I think that Deathloop it takes two is like a is is like a three D platformer sort of thing for a lot of the game, and then a lot of the game it's not. Um, I I feel like Deathloop does more. It does more, even though its narrative is not as deep as it takes two. And y'all know me, I love a good fucking narrative. You know what I'm saying? I love a mm-hmm. good fucking story, I like getting in my fucking feelies. Um, I feel like Deathloop just overall as a game took things into a direction um they marketed it well they gave it extremely good voice actors um they they gave us a death a a loop a death loop a gameplay loop uh (laughs) that people genuinely just fucking enjoyed and i think they took something out of these two games that take something game play styles that have been done a million times over i think between the two death loop just barely did it better so I, mm, I have to enough. give this to Deathloop. Um, yeah, it's such yeah. a fun game. It really yeah. is. It yeah. really is really you have fun. It. That's it. I'm sorry. Eric. Official game of the year is Deathloop. Hey, honestly, I don't feel bad because on you guys are going to go play. It takes two and then you're going to yes. be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I know how good it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Deathloop is the official good Kraken game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we're yeah. gonna skip our fucking post show because we we yeah. are so yeah. deep. Devin, this bitch was long. So take us out. Take us out of yeah, the show. My long guy. show. I I I feel like the last couple times we actually had long shows with this, it was all Marvel in review. So um moving on uh to uh to highlight the rest of our week, uh tomorrow, Ernell and myself and whoever else wants to join us, <coughs> Xander, maybe. Um, we're going to be playing Battlefield 2042, and that's going to be at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 10 p.m. Eastern. So be there or uh, go play a game that isn't as buggy. Uh, <laughs> Thursday, we are doing a live recording of the Shipwreck Show, and I believe that is only on our um, for Patreon, correct? Yeah, or are we doing patrons? Yep. Yes, that yep. uh, the so li- please the live recordings. Yes, please 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 go over to patreon.com forward slash no good cracking xander, xander was ready for us god damn that was, we love you baby both of them damn baby damn baby and uh shit. you know subscribe like bells red buttons all that shit get on there um friday we are doing splash damage and we are going to be continuing halo infinite so be ready guys because guess what your boy's getting a new capture card this week and you're going to see oh, my yeah. gameplay. So, yes, we um, are. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just want to say a little, little, uh, little moment for myself. I went 29 and oh, the other day. Okay. Let's Halo. move on. Let's, yeah. let's, 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 let's watch Devin just suck yep, his own yep, dick. Sure. Yep. Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> um, Saturday, we are doing our standard show of the GK podcast and we have a very valuable, valuable question that we are coming back to Are theaters dying. Be there. That's going to be at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, be a part of the conversation. We we would like to get the consensus from everybody and how everybody feels about that, because it's actually really important. Yes, very um, much so. Yeah. Uh, please let us know what your game of the year is. Even if it's not on the list, please just message us. Give us a shout. Come to the next show. Yeah, comment comment down on below. YouTube. Yep, do it. Yep. Do it. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Um, and uh, if if you feel as inclined, also give us a list of what you think uh, deserves to win uh, for the Game Awards nominees. So this has been the Good Kraken podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video games, pop media news, reviews and discussions that you wanted to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 12 p.m. right here at twitch.tv forward slash Good Kraken show. If you enjoy the show, you can head on over to our patreon.com forward slash Good Kraken show where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive post-show content, and have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the seven seas. Yark. Yark. <laughs> you can also support us by going... You can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken! Explanation point, and leaving a review there. We do not have a post show to go record, but until next time, yarg. Sand Prezaud! Prezaud! Yeah. <laughs> it's called Prezaud, which means proud and present, bitch. I hate it.